welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 183, I assume. Is it 183? I don't know, you, you're not prepared. I know, my phone, I can't check it today. Why? You haven't got your phone? It's downstairs charging. 183, let's go with that. 180 something. 186. See, you're free off. So this is episode 186, as I said just a minute ago, and I don't know where you got the idea that it was episode 183. No idea what's going on there. Um, but, and we're going to do a fun game today. Are we? Yep. Um, is this, when you say fun. We're going we're to do a fun game, right? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a film, and you're going to try and guess the lead character from that film. The lead actor, I should say. Lead actor. Kevin yeah. Costa. So, I mean... Good shout, but no. All right, so we're going to start with something simple. You know the answer to this one. Legend, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, it's Eddie Murphy. It is indeed Eddie Murphy. Do you remember who the... the, Eddie Murphy. Do you remember who else is in that movie? No. Randy Quaid. as his robot friend. Yeah. All right, so... Does he wear a robot suit? Yeah, he does. He was like a zoot suit, and he's got like a rubber face. All right, okay. Uh, This is a dual... Did he bring that to the set himself? (laughs) Probably. It stops the aliens from reading his brain. The next one is going to be uh, going to be an easy one for you. Jiggly, Jiggly, Jiggly. I mean Ben Affleck or Jennifer Lopez. Ah, oh, I think said both or either. I mean, it's a, it's really a duo. All right, so this is going to be a difficult one. There's two again. All right, mm. and I'm going to give you the year as well to make it nice and easy for you. Jack and Jill from 2011. Oh, that's Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right, so now this is a this is a slightly more difficult one. Why do you I need don't... to give the 2011? <laughs> Because there might be one from, like, 1930. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Jack and Jill was a remake, yeah. Yeah. All right. thinking of Jack and Jane. This is this is going to be slightly more crimes. difficult for you. I might have to give you a hint for this one. Zoom from 2006. Would you like the full title? What? Including the Zoom. Zoom? From 2006. Uh, yeah, do you want the full title? Hold on, that was a... Um... Zoom Academy for Superheroes is the full title. Yeah, wasn't was that the one that Zac Efron was in? No. What was it? It's not Sky High. I don't care if it's not Sky High. It's not Sky High. No, I don't care if it's Sky High. It was a Tim Allen Tim Allen Stone oh, yeah, vehicle from yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2006. All right, okay. Um, here we go. Master of Disguise. Well, that's Dana Carvey. That is Dana Carvey. Congratulations. Do you remember the whole thing about apparently they filmed the scene with him in the yeah, turtle suit on 9 11? That was apparently a lie <laughs> that was told, but that is still amazing. If that was true, I'd be so happy. All right, so. This is this is one that I'm sure you'll know because it's one of the greatest films. It's a cinematic masterpiece. The 2014 remake of the Kirk Cameron starring Left Behind. Who is and Nicolas the... Cage was in that. Oh, good job. I'll give you a bonus point if you can get the second leading actor. <laughs> no one remembers who He's got a triple barrel name. That's uh, right, it's Chad Michael Murray. Oh, okay. That classic actor. Does that really count? I mean, that's quite a drop-off. That's quite a drop, drop from Nicolas Cage. All right. So this is the last one. This is going to be difficult. This is a challenge. Yeah. And it's the most recent film on this list. Yeah. Okay. The Ridiculous Six. 2015. Uh, it was Ridiculous a Netflix Six. release. That's Adam Sandler again. It was. That's one. I, I need five. Wait, so what? Adam Sandler. Uh, what? Well, the cast that are in it? Yep. Zac Efron? No. Lou Diamond Phillips? No. I was supposed to know. I didn't watch an Adam Sandler film. I mean, there's six of them. Not I'm only asking. Oh, okay, I'll take three. Three. So name other people. That it's you've... gonna have friggin' what's his face, isn't it? Juice Bigelow, male gigolo. Oh, oh. What's yeah, his Rob, name? Rob Schneider. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be in it. 
This one's going to surprise you. What other chuckle fucks are in his films? This one's going to surprise you. He's genuinely quite a good actor. He was in Bottle Rocket. Luke Wilson. Yeah! All right, and the last one, Jacob from the Twilight movies. Oh, yeah, Taylor Lautner was in There we go, there we go, there's... They're trying to give me clues like I'm going to remember who was in fucking The Ridiculous Six. You just remembered four people that were in The Ridiculous Six. Out of spite. (laughs) Not on purpose. Congratulations, you you got all those right. Um, Oh, do you want to give it a it's go? Not much of a challenge. How about Speed Two Cruise Control? Oh, what the two actors who were in that? Yeah, it was um, Sandra Bullock and um, oh, that guy who was in Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. No, come on, he was in Lost Boys as well. You I know can't, this? I can't remember his name. Yeah, you can. He was in The Losers. Jason Patrick. Yeah, I knew that. I would have also accepted Willem Dafoe. Actually, Jason Patrick was the villain. No, Jason Patrick was the good guy. Was he? Yeah, Are you sure? Willem Dafoe was the villain. Was he, he used to put he put he put the little REM were in that film. Were they? Yeah, REM. Yeah, I think it's the only film they make a cameo in. I mean, there's some other films on here that I could have mentioned. There's things like Playing for Keeps. Oh, well, Drew Barrymore. No, that's uh, that's Gerard Butler, and Jessica Biel. That was released in cinemas. Oh. Serving Sarah from 2002. That's Matthew Perry and Elizabeth yeah. Hurley. I had a list of bad films I was going to rewatch. Oh. <laughs> and these are all on there. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had like an urge to watch shitty films. Do you ever get that? Like you have an urge to watch shitty films? No. All right. Anyway. Welcome to Quit Apocalypse episode good, 186. Good waste of five minutes. I loved it. Five and a half. A five time. minutes, 40 seconds. It's a way to get you engaged. Yeah. Get you thinking about me, shit. Get me engaged. Did not. You enjoyed that. You got every answer right. I'm already here. But the That's how much you days. love these shitty movies. And you say you don't you don't have time to watch anything. You just named like 20 actors. Yeah. I watched a video the other day where they were trying to get um, Quentin Tarantino to name films based on the back of the blurb from the VHS cassettes. I watched that video and you didn't get any of them. And yeah. Like, but then he got like, different names. But every single one was like, oh, the cousin, the cousin of the r- 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 screenwriter in that film was in my film when I filmed. Like, no, no, it was all like... <laughs> I used I, to work with them at a video store. So I watched the same dog shit fucking thing and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, no, that was called This in Holland. I'm like, we're not in Holland, motherfucker. Get the name right. Shut up. Hmm. As if Quentin Tarantino is buying fucking DVDs from fucking Holland. You wouldn't buy a DVD. That's true. DVD. You it's in the game. You wouldn't steal a police hat. Um, and we got some news. Uh, as we've we always got news. Yeah, uh, She-Hulk had an announced start date, didn't it? Like, Not really. August 26th. Not really. That's when it's coming out. It had an accidental release date. Really? It's yeah. August 17th as well. Is it August seventeenth? Yeah, but it was an accident. They didn't. They didn't mean to. Um, what else has happened? You bought. You bought Shadow Man. Yeah, I can't get it to work. Can't get Shadow Man to work. No. Is that news? Is that is that news? I mean, that's news in our world. Is it? Um, I don't know. Like, what else has happened? I don't know, man. Tories lost the lost a load of seats in the uh, local elections. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Dumb cunts. Um. What are you, what are you still in for time? Isn't it you going first this week? No, you're first this week. Uh, Speaking of going first, Ant, why don't you review something? Fuck. Do you know what I didn't review weeks ago? What didn't you review weeks ago? Um, The Boys Diabolical. Oh, did you watch it? I watched it. Oh, yeah, I watched it. You watched it. it? It was good, it wasn't was, it? It was all right. Yeah, let's talk decent, about it. Decent bit of fun. I, did I not review that before? No, no, because um, it's just got bad priorities. Um, so The Boys Diabolical was a series of animated film shorts, like about 10, 15 minutes long each. Varying degrees of comedic. Some of them are serious, like they're all 
different takes on the boys. Not necessarily set in the world of the TV show. Um, sometimes boring the voice cast here and there. Things like that. You know, things like that. Um, it was fine. It, it reminds me a lot of those, um, you know, the Animatrix and... You know, that that period where they were trying to fill out DVD bonus features and so they would pay people to make animated shorts that they could sell? Um, they did it with Riddick. Do you remember when they did that Chronicles of Riddick anime? Are you talking about the amazing Escape from Butcher Bay side story that you mm. got? It was like, what was it? Like, um, what's the name of that fucking thing? I don't know. It was rubbish. <gasps> Dead Space. Do you remember that got one as well? Yeah, the Dead Space one wasn't bad. No, it was bad. It tied into the main game. No, it was terrible. It's all bad. Yeah, this this was fun. Um, you know, I like the one with the Rick and Morty's that episode. Actually, it was quite deep. It was really grim. There's a bunch of messed up, super powered kids who got the really bad powers. Yeah, they got um, shit powers. So I found out that they were, you know, it wasn't just like God's intervention because that's the whole thing in the series. Yeah, um, they tried to sell the world that it was God that made them, and that's yeah. why it was all Americans. Um, you know, because they're the best, most godly country in the world. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, um, turns out it was just money. Fuck, just, just money did it. I just remember the scene where there's there's a kid that goes slow instead of going fast. Yeah. And he kills his dad. And because he goes slow, he's really slowly plunging the knife into his dad's chest. No, it's for his mouth. Is it for his mouth? Yeah, it's for his oh, face. Fuck. It goes out, comes through his face. You see it's going, ah. Yeah. yeah. And it comes like, you see the inside going through his mouth. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was quite fun. I like the baby one as well, that um, was really Laser good. Baby, because um, mm. it was it was basically Baby's Day Out the film, like yeah. with superpowers. Um, that again, that was deeper than I expected it to be. Yeah, the actual like story fun. of it was like pretty good. Yeah, I can't remember who did that one. I, I've forgotten all the names because it was weeks ago that I watched this. Yeah, I haven't. I uh, but um, no, they were, they were a fun time. Little thing to sort of tide you over until the next series starts because I think the series three's taking a bit longer than the others, isn't it? Well, no, it's out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's. Been a longer gap between oh, series yeah, two and three. Just the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, and also the main character is now in prison because he beat someone up in Spain. Well, the guy who plays Homelander. Did he? Yeah, he kicked kicked off in Spain, beat the shit out of someone. He's meant to do that in these. He's got like two years. Has he? Yeah, he's actually got or six months. I can't remember if it went down to six months. But he beats beat the fuck out of someone and someone recorded. He got drunk, beat the fuck out of someone, and he's recorded in the video saying, "Do you not know who I am?" And no one knows. Anything. I really wish that someone was there to say he's that bloke from Auntie Donna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's that straight man they found <laughs> to put him to sleep. Um, no, he, that's, I don't know about that. They Do filmed. They filmed the new series of the boys, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it's all filmed. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to put like a. It's going to put a bit of a break before season four. Yeah. Because um, he's serving time. Yeah. They'll have a storyline where Homelander's in prison. Yeah. yeah. In a Spanish He's prison. definitely the sort of person who would go to prison and stay there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got power dampeners. Have they? Sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, just, I like that one that was um, sort of set in the world of the comics as well, where they oh, turbocharged some crazy guy and he went flying all over the place and yeah. frigging ends up flying straight through the massive group big muscly guy, <laughs> blowing yeah. a hole in him. Um the usual thing. It's all very gory and silly and fun. I don't know. None of them. None of them outstayed their welcome. They're all no. just nice, simple, ten to fifteen minute cartoon things. Because that's that's the thing. Sometimes they do these animated things and they just kind of they're just kind of rubbish. I still watched that Star Wars one. Loads of people keep going on about that. You know, was it called Star Wars Legends or something? Oh, the, the anime one. thing. I got some of the way for it. Yeah, I don't know if it's bothered. Like there was one really good one that's basically just. Um, a samurai story and that's like the best one that I watched the rest of them were just really dull 
But yeah, there's one that's like a very short version of um, Why do we keep Samurai. falling for this, though? Why is it that companies can just be like, here's some animated shorts. We've let a whole bunch of animators do it because we don't want to film them. We don't want to actually make them part of the series or anything. I don't like know. That. Like, I find it interesting that they're making a live action in Invincible after they've made like a very, very good Invincible They both got sold at the same time, though, didn't they? Yeah. That, was, that was the whole thing. The live action rights for the is it film or something they're supposed to be doing? Yeah, and Seth Rogen's attached to both. Yeah, I don't know how well the film would work because that film, the TV series, kind of builds it's, over it's time. It's actually just Superman as well. Yeah, they're like going to have to skip over a bunch of stuff to make it because it's going to have to end with the fight between. No, not necessarily because like you could you could just have it so it's like treated like an established character, just be like show. The first five minutes just show him doing like little things around the world, like stopping a train. Oh, he's super strong and he can fly, and like you just indicate those powers, and then you just have it go to like he's been in a very quiet period for a little bit of time, and then just like suddenly a villain pops up, and the villain is as powerful or more powerful than him, and then you introduce other characters that help. Yeah, but him. you're gonna have to end it with Invincible fighting his dad. No, you don't need to. Just do, do a different story. There are so many different yeah. stories in that series. You could do if you got the right actor, you could really bank on this whole multiverse thing that's happening because they had a really good story arc where they essentially just they basically just brought in all the versions of Mark that landed in different places sorry all the versions of Mark but they were they were basically um, like Cyril got to him at different points in his life because he was aware of him and the dad like has disappeared in some of the worlds and some of the worlds he's evil and they basically just had like 50 of the biggest shithead versions of Mark from around the world and it was just Everyone just piling on trying to like kill him, basically. And they had the Gambit Kid, you know, the one who's played, voiced by Jason Manzukis in the animated series. The Gambit Kid, you mean? Um, the one who can power stuff um, and he shoots it out. He gets a fake um, hand in the comics and he can Taylor shoot Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one. he played, he was Gambit. But um, there's a kid, Rex, Rex Blode. Rex Blode is basically, he's a kid who. Um, yeah, no, we know he exploded, but why? Oh, sorry. Invincible. I was going to spoil the comics for a second. Yeah, but the friggin' the boys. They ain't gonna do that in the film. No, the film's gonna be the same story as the series. Yeah, I don't want it to be. Yeah. Unless Stephen Yeun is playing himself from the from the TV show. He's like 40. I'm thirty five. Stephen thirty five year old Stephen Yeun. He's older than that. No, he's thirty five. No, he's older than that. No, he's definitely, definitely. Okay. He's an Asian man. They're always like way older than you think, isn't it? That's the warning. Racism incoming. You know, he's just, just useful looking, like. I mean, he was like, what, in his late 20s in Walking Dead? In his early 20s. Yeah, but that was 15 years ago, 16 years ago. 38 years old, I was dead on. I told you, basically 40. He's not 40, though, is he? He's basically you 40. You said 40. Hmm. Yeah, it goes up. Jeopardy. Not Jeopardy. I was closer to what you... No, Price is Right rules. You can only go up. I was right. Anyway, Boys Diabolicals, Amazon Prime. Can we get in there? Um, Have you watched season one and two now? Yeah, yeah, I did review them. I reviewed seasons one and two. Both did you? Together. Yeah, I don't watched think you them did both a few weeks ago. Definitely did. No, you didn't. I actually just checked a minute ago <laughs> to make sure I didn't review the boys' diabolical. All right. Um, I like the framing device on the, the diabolical, which is a dog pissing in an alley. Mm. Um, is doing different things in an alley. It's a graffiti, isn't it? It's just like the Crypt Keeper. What are the other episodes of that anime one? There was the one with. Um, the one which explains Homelander doing a mission and discovering Fucking that he up. can get away with yeah like he discovers stuff. that he can kill people and like he it's the terrorist isn't it yeah and he goes up and to that woman and he's like, all the shh, 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 and she breaks her he breaks her neck by accident mm. 
and then it turns out that Black Noir, he thinks Black Noir's his enemy, and they're a bit of a, a, bit of a rough, rough up. They're best buds. Yeah, it turns out they're best buds. Gonna I don't it. think they're going to do the twist from the comics. No, nah, he's, he's he's a different race. Black Is Noir. He black? Yeah, you see it when he's um when he when they when he gets blown up, giving the peanuts, oh, yeah. and uh, a couple of bits yeah. when he goes to his shop. Maybe it'll just be like that guy in blackface. Yeah, Homelander would do blackface. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's bound to be some college photos of him. Yeah, doing blackface. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the tales. I bet Huey's done it as well. Huey's done. You reckon? I reckon Huey's Jack done blackface. Yeah, I reckon Huey did Dennis blackface. Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah. In college. In college has done black. I reckon, I reckon, not Jack Quaid, Huey. Oh, Huey. I reckon Huey did. He thought it was funny at the time. He's quite timid in the comics. But he's, wo- like he's woke now. He doesn't seem like the type in the, <laughs> in the comics, but maybe. Has Simon Pegg ever done black? He could be racist. He had a black girlfriend. I don't think that's how that works either. Yeah, no, but that's the, the excuse he'd make. Oh, yeah, no, good point. Whilst watching a Ben Shapiro. Fuck so as soon as his black girlfriend died, he went with the whitest woman in the world. Star White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's fair enough. It's fair enough, Ant. I like your theory. But that's just a game theory. No. What's that about? No, no. No. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Alright, is is that your review? Yeah, sure. Like, do you, can you think of anything else that you liked in it? Um yeah, nice colours. Yeah. Um they they did a good job of putting one frame after the other to create the illusion of magic of movement. Of magic. Yeah. The magic of movement. The magic of movement. Yeah. There's a magical place where all can move. But, um, yeah, for me, I yeah, just, it's good. I, just, I, just, I liked you know, it. I liked it as well. It was on and you can watch it. Yeah, you can you can waste your minutes, your precious time on this earth, watching it. <laughs> so, man, speaking of wasting my precious time, I watched six seasons of Oz. Is that wasting your time? All right. For anyone who doesn't, one of the one of the sort of pioneering HBO, yeah, yeah, absolutely, TV it's a shows, pioneering HBO TV show for the first two seasons, and then it becomes a sci-fi movie. Yes, yeah, and then it becomes a, a horror movie. Yeah. Like so, Oz. For anyone who doesn't know, is the story of the Oswald Penitentiary, which has a certain area called M City or Emerald City. You get it because it's called Oz. Uh, they have a place called Emerald City where a particular uh, we're sorry. Where one of the wardens, who's named McManus, is um, is basically trying to rehabilitate people and give them more freedoms than they get in the other parts of the prison to try and you know make them better people so they can be released. Um, Leo, played by um, Ernie Hudson, is the warden of the entire prison, so all of the all of the blocks and everything else, and he's doing his best to work with McManus, but also to sort of hold back some of the chaos from M-City so it looks better than it is doing because people die a lot in this program. There's so much dick in this program as well. If you're a fan of seeing dick, there is a lot of dick in this oh, program. Yeah, you like seeing dick. I saw Chris Maloney's penis. Oh, that's good. He's a good actor. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I genuinely think they've got a fluffer though because everybody seems like half-cast when they get thrown in the hole. Because you know they get thrown naked in the hole yeah, and they're fully, fully like dick out. Hmm. Not a single person has floppy balls. All of them have their balls like sort of like pulled like floppy their... balls. You know, like balls hanging, dangling. You're, you're dangly gonads. Yeah, they're, no, you're saying floppy balls as opposed to erect balls standing upright. No, 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 and no, no, proud. No, no, no. You know when you get like an erection, sometimes your balls pull <laughs> oh, closer to your right. body. All right. Basically, basically when it's cold, but basically, or when it's cold, basically, all these people have balls right up, like 
they're pulling up and they've got a big old dangly wang that looks half cast. So I reckon they're pulling some tricks well, to make this from dicks 10 look years big. ago. What? Magical fast aging drug. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean by a sci-fi movie. So, so, um, so yeah. Seems first... like Oz just jumped the shark. <laughs> so the first two seasons of Oz, we follow, we follow a person named Tobias Beecher who essentially gets into the prison and he becomes, almost immediately becomes a victor of, victim of uh, Schillinger, played by J.K. Simmons. Fantastic in this, by the way. J.K. Simmons is like a fucking horrible human being, full and full in this. But at the That's same, not nice at the same time, him. like as his character. Oh. But at the same time, he was shooting Spider Man around this around this film, hmm. Spider Man One and Two. Yeah, but he always didn't get the role in Spider Man because, because they were about because he had a reputation as being like the guy who plays a Nazi on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was also in The Gift with Sam Raimi, which is where I thought he got yeah. where I thought he got his like golden ticket to go on and do. Go on and do Spider-Man. But anyway, um, so yeah, so it's, it's it's like for the first two seasons, it is dark, it is vicious, you know, people die, people like, there's constantly people being stabbed and one person gets immolated, they get set on fire, it's fucking insane. Um, and and Tobias Beecher becomes a victim of, victim of rape, sexual, sexual assault. Um, and then it's just basically just treated over and over again like a, like a half human by these, by these white supremacist characters. Led by Schillinger, J.K. Simmons, um, like a um, what's the name of the whatever Dobby is in? Her, in oh, in house elf. Yeah, house elf. Yeah, yeah. House, elf. Uh, house house, house elf. elf. They what, call him a prag. What other word could you give uh, next to the word house for someone who you know maybe previously was a slave, but now you you keep him in your employ? I don't and know. have them doing. Jobs. Let but me ask. Let me ask. What my, kind of person would write a character like that? I don't know, but let me ask my totally real and not a racist racist name for a Chinese person friend Cho Chang. Yeah. If they can shed some light on this, mm. or I could ask some of those goblins that run the bank and have all the access to the money. They're just they're, they're just a bunch of guys who control. Oh yeah, yeah, all yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed how there's only like one black wizard in the whole of Hogwarts? <laughs> Well, they don't let too many of them in. <laughs> Dumbledore doesn't like him. They make him, they make also, him nervous. The Irish kid blows a lot of stuff up in like those he, films. No, Dumbledore, Dumbledore's not racist, but sometimes they make him a bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Oz, yeah, it, it, like the first two seasons, they're all about Tavares. Well, the, the whole series has multiple and like protagonists, but um, but um, Tavares Beecher is sort of like the heart and soul of the show because it is is his journey through hell because he starts out as just being a regular person who's who's born. he's got problems with alcohol he drunk drove and he hit a little girl he thought he could get away with it by pleading in court his case but then the judge made an example with him and chucked him into Oz for four years um, and then from there his life is just completely fucking ruined at one point his kid's hand gets cut off he gets his kids get kidnapped one of his kids' hands get cut off, gets cut off and gets sent in the post. Oh. Like uh, his how dad gets hand? stabbed to death. Oh, how old's the his kid? His wife gets raped and then they force her to write a suicide note and then kill her. Oh. Like and the kids find her oh. before being kidnapped. I should I guess say it's more efficient than torturing her for years yeah. until she does kill herself. I mean, yeah. yeah, torture her for five minutes and then kill herself. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's. Um, it is fucking dark. But at the same time, like there are um, there are interesting, more hopeful side like side stories. Like particularly, one of the weirdest things is that a lot of um, a lot of hope comes from like sort of the death row inmates. There's one character who um, who's called Sister Pete. She is a nun who works there. She's like working alongside B D Wong's um, 
BD Wong's um, priest. <clears throat> I can't remember the name of him. He was making dinosaurs. No, BD Wong plays the priest, and then she plays a nun that's always also working there. But she runs the like drug and and like sexual assault and stuff like that. She like supports those people that are victims of that stuff, and she does her best to work with them. And and she also she's an she is um, anti death row, so she's trying to stop people from being put to death. There's a particular storyline where there is a trans person who is dying of HIV or of AIDS um, because they do have an AIDS unit there as well. So people that, that get HIV, they are sent to a specific cell like area, like block. Um, basically, they say it's like death row. It is like another version of death row. And because it's so prominent there, they like they see a lot of these people die during during their time there. But there's one particular character that is, that is trans um, and Sister Pete is basically like, is it Sister Pete? Yeah, her name is Sister Pete. Sister Pete? Yeah, because I think it's her last name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but basically, so um, Sister Pete is the nun. She's not trans. She could be MB. I mean, she Sister could be. Pete could be MB. She could be. Uh, she does have... I, I think she does identify as a she from the oh. series, so don't worry. But the trans the trans woman is, is on death row, but she also has AIDS. She's not, you know, she's not doing very well. And, like, they basically... Um, Leo, played by Annie Hudson makes a decision to to bring her execution forward. It's not normally done, but so that she can die. Because she's actually asked for her execution to be well, brought it's okay, because he'd know how to deal with the ghost. Exactly. He ain't afraid yeah. of no ghost. Yeah, he'd... I mean, Although, what were the name of the brothers that came back? What? What were the name of the brothers that came back in Ghostbusters 2? The, the Marley brothers or the yeah. Marley's or whatever. I don't fucking know. Anyway, sorry, so this trans character is, is dying of AIDS. So she asked if she can have her execution date pulled forward. And uh, Sister Pete, in a very sweet moment, is is talking to this person, like having a, an honest dialogue with them. And she helps because she's shaking from her disease and she's not very well. She is fading very quickly. She's sort of he- heading towards death, essentially. Um, and it's going to be a painful thing. So she's asked to be put to, to be put to death early. And Sister Pete is helping her paint her nails. And it's just this very sweet interaction where the next day, as they're prepping to do the execution, they go in, she's died during the night. And there's all these people saying, okay, what are we going to do now? We can't say there's a step of execution. All this execution, she's, she's fluid left over. Well, it, it costs a lot of money to execute people. I found this out recently. Yeah. But, but Sister Pete yeah, just no. sits, yeah, down, sits down quietly and starts finishing painting her nails. Like she says, like I said I was going to paint her nails. I'm going to finish painting her nails. Because she couldn't do it the night before because she didn't feel very well. So she wanted to rest. And so she just starts painting her nails. And it's just such a sweet gesture from... A religious group you wouldn't normally expect. Also, this is 2000... And, uh, no, it's not even 2000. 1999 this episode was mm. from. And it's just such a sweet, nice interaction in a series that is, is full of people saying the F word, the N word. Like, they just fucking say what they want in this. And when I say F word, I mean uh, uh, slur for gay people. But they say whatever the fuck they want in this. Oh, not um, Fiat. Fig? Flying Fig? Or Ferrari? Ferrari, yeah. um, but it's it was really which, odd which to see. Word? <laughs> it was really odd to see that within the context. Nostrils. <laughs> it's really weird to see that in a in a program when around that time comedians were still using that word on stage. Like I'm sure there are still comedians using it now. No, no, it was it was mostly the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> no, he used the M word. Michael, I'm talking about the F word. Michael Richardson was it? Richardson? Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's it's such a weird little weird little thing. But there are the moments where they are really, really um, clever with the way they deal with things, and also it's it's really progressive for the series that it is. And yes, like I said, there are there are it, it, there are entirely episodes that are incredibly uncomfortable, especially if you're a victim of sexual assault in any way, shape, or form. 
And the way that they brush off, like, people like Schillinger, the white supremacist leader, he doesn't identify as someone who's gay, but he rapes a lot of men. Oh. And, like, continuously throughout the series. Like, that is, like, a dominance thing to well, him. How does he have time to lead the white supremacist if he's... He doesn't... Like, that's the other thing as well. They don't allow gay people within their organisation. They specifically say, like, prags and, and bitches and things like that. They aren't treated like full-blown members of this group. And people don't rise up in that rank. But he doesn't consider himself that. And there's a strange idea that... Because there are people, like, there's a, a character called Adabisi. You're is, saying that extreme right wing people um, are sometimes often, guilty often, of the thing yeah, that they yeah, rally against. Yeah, oddly yeah. enough, weird. Um, there's a character called Adabisi who is like this. He is someone who is like a stereotypical African drug lord hmm. outside, but in this, he is he is like running tits, which are what they call the drugs, um, oh. and he's he's running them within. Which the, I was running tits. <laughs> he's running it within the thing, and he is he is treated like he's he's a very powerful figure within the prison. He runs his own little group, his own little gang. Um, and at the same time, he again interacts with a like he has sex with a lot of men in the series, but he is he shows more stereotypically the behaviors you would expect from a gay character in that time. But he is still this this hyper masculine, and also he he you know reads reads uh, porn that is like naked women and stuff like that, and like they talk openly about masturbation and things like that. And it's it's so weird to see that in uh, like. Again, it is HBO. It is a great, great TV network. They are often... It's not TV. No, it's HBO. Yeah. Um, like, it's just... It's it's very interesting to see. And I didn't ever see this when I was younger because it came out in, what, 2000... Uh, no, it came out in... She was nine, seven. 1998. So I was 10. I watched it. Yeah, I was 10 Not all of it. I stopped watching it maybe about three seasons in. You're probably good to do that. I know I definitely saw when Beecher was out... I saw the one you were watching the other day where he was being told to go get some drugs or something. I think I stopped Series 4 or something. Maybe. maybe. Series 4 is like the hardest series to get through because it's double the length of any other series. Mm. And like, that's also the one with the that's pills the... that make people age. Yeah. And Ryan O'Reilly, his brother, Cyril O'Reilly, gets introduced into the... Well, he's in it. He's in it from, I think, Series 2. But he is way more in the forefront of it. And he is the real-life brother of the actor who plays Ryan O'Reilly, playing someone who has the mental capacity of a five-year-old. But in the early 2000s. Oh, that's probably going to go well. Yeah, it did not go well. It did not go well. Although he does have some very sad, interesting storylines. Like, he was basically a victim of an accident that caused him intense brain trauma. So he regressed. Oh, like um, the guy in Wolfenstein. Yeah. So he, he basically regressed. Yeah, the guy who has the injury on his head. He's got like the yeah. dip. But yeah, he regressed to, to essentially have the IQ of a five-year-old. He's got like 50, 50 IQ points or whatever it is they say in the program. Um, and... Uh, and so he is often, like, just reactionary. So if someone pushes, if someone treats him badly, or if someone hurts his brother, again, he's also a victim of Schillinger. Schillinger rapes this person. That guy can't stop raping in this series. It's all he fucking does. Rape and commit hate crimes. I mean, there comes a point where all the people in the prison just stop going on about it. They're just, you know, it's just normal. It's just normal. Everyone's, everyone's having some. A, like, I brought this up before, but I find it's really astounding that people aren't doing more to stop sexual assault within prisons. I know people don't consider them people often because they are criminals, but we got to stop this, right? <laughs> like, as a society, we need to do something to stop this sort of well, shit happening. The people who write the show clearly know it's one of the main things that happens in prisons. Yeah, like violence. Like, it is all dominance, isn't it? It's like people are caged mm. up. Like, what else do they do except 
vie for power. A lot of prisons are just incredibly boring. You reckon? Yeah, a lot, 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 lot can be very boring. Yeah, probably. American prisons less so because... Yeah, um, American prisons because they're privatised. So they like, yeah. do it as cheaply well, as possible to make Prisoners sure they... aren't prisoners. They're like yeah. their products, their and also, assets you know, on the stock sheet. It's really funny because if you have money, you don't have to go to prison because most prisoners are actually just waiting for court mm. and they just can't afford their bail. So they go into prison. So being able to pay for bail. And then sometimes that's not even considered time served. Yeah, look at this, another um, NFT person linking me. Well, that's a that's an NFT account to block. Or just steal all their NFTs. Um, I'll remint them for and you. I'll, I've got, got some Ethereum backed this up. This guy as well. Um, anyway, yeah. so uh, yeah, Oz, it is a very interesting series. It's not it's not spectacular. I don't think I think there is a reason that this isn't as talked about as something like The Sopranos or The Wire. Um, it's just. It's not as good as those series, but it's still very, very good. And, like, the people that are in it, like, there's some big names in this now. Um, and, and it's cool to see them, like, early on. Like I said, J.K. Simmons in a TV show for six seasons in almost every episode. And he is playing a character who who is, like, out and out a fucking villain. Like, Does he get those pictures awful. of Spider-Man? <laughs> Bring me Peter Pan. No, he's more interested in Peter Pan. Um, but he's yeah, more Oz, interested in Peter Pecker. Oz, it's, it's, it is your... Your patience for this series is going to depend entirely on how much you can withstand very repetitive storylines and sort of some difficult subject matter that's not always handled in the best way. But at the same time, seeing it as like a time capsule for TV slowly moving towards something more interesting, more developed. Mm -hmm. Because you can definitely see how this led to something like The Sopranos, where the breakdown of masculine stereotypes. Because like I was saying to you the other day, the story between Christopher, Christopher Maloney's character... Um, Chris Keller and Tobias Beecher, the main character of the series. Very tender love story in periods of that in, in there. But it's also abusive. Like at one point he does horribly, horribly uh, butcher um, Tobias Beecher. Like breaks his arms and legs, leaves him for dead in the gym. But like at the same I time... I remember that. Like there's a lot of like two actors, neither of whom are gay, like having very passionate scenes, kissing each other, like just acting very, very well. And in a way that could could have been, you know, at the time, could have been very, um, um, what's it called, damaging to their careers. Because this was, you know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things, early 2000s, you play a character like this in a series that could get you typecast, even if you're not gay. And I think that that's, that's something that needs to be considered, especially when, when it's a show like this. But yeah, I, I give it Matthew Modine. Get typecast as prisoners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prisoners, prisoners and gay men. Yeah. Yeah. Like BD Wong gets typecast as people who work in scientific fields. It's really weird that BD Wong was in. He was in the first was in Jurassic Park, wasn't he? Yeah. And then he's in this. Yeah. He's he in the new Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park too. He's in the yeah, new, he's, he's he's in in the new, new Jurassic one. World yeah. as well. Yeah, he's briefly in Jurassic World or Fallen Kingdom 1 and 2. He's, he's brief, in both of them. He's briefly in them. He's in both of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, and no one remembers him from the first one. <laughs> well, he's only there for a second, isn't he? He's got those dino eggs. It's like it's a velociraptor. And then he was Hugo Strange. He's a velociraptor. They're like you're breeding velociraptors. Yeah. All right, and your review. <laughs> you doing a bane impression? Got a mouthful of coke. You doing a bane impression for a second there? Everyone does bane impressions. You should punch Even them. Even Doctor Strange. Oh, what's that on your it? iPad? Is that your new bored ape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many slurp juices did it take to get this board? This ape. I don't, I don't, I'm gonna, I've got an idea. 
Can't I do? I'm just going to draw a broad eight. Broad well, eight yeah, you can sell it. Yeah, sell yeah, on the internet. Sell yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sell it. Right. Um, shall I review Moon Knight? Yeah. Did you actually watch it? Yeah, I watched it all. You said you weren't going to watch it. No, I didn't. When did I say that? You said, I'm not going to watch that. Who has time to watch that? And then you said, it's just another Marvel thing. It doesn't matter. What? No. Didn't say that. You literally said that to That's me. what I said about Morbius. No, you didn't. And you <laughs> would never say that about Morbius. You're the, you've been going on about it for weeks. You I ain't going to watch Morbius. You, you kept saying to me, you were like, I can't wait to watch Morbius. I can't believe I just watched Morbius. I can't wait to see Morbius again. I've seen Morbius again. And then the third time, I'm now bankrupt because I saw Morbius for a third time. I watched Moon Knight. You watched Morbius. Starring... Morbius. Starring um, Poe Yeah. I got that action figure of him. Have you? Oscar Isaac, that's his name. The one I bought you. I was trying to remember his name. I knew oh, it was right. no. I knew it was no. Ethan Hawke. Um, do you know what's really nice about Moon Knight? It's one and done. It makes no reference to anything else in Marvel. It doesn't tease anything else in Marvel. It probably has reference. I don't fucking care. Don't do uh, <laughs> It doesn't rely on you having watched other stuff. It doesn't tease anything. All those weirdos on the internet going, oh no, this character is definitely going to... doesn't appear. doesn't appear. The show is just about Moon Knight. As someone who sees every single Marvel property, do you really think it matters if they were going to tease something? No, because that's all people want now. Oh, right. That's all they want. Marvel need to fucking... They've chosen the wrong time to do this multiverse bullshit. You reckon? Because all people want now is cameos. And what they need to be doing right now is self-contained things that don't link to anything else so they can actually have some actual films and stories. That'd be nice. But um, Moon Knight, yeah, friggin'... It's a good show. It's about a guy who's got a split personality disorder. Um... Sort of, it's a weird thing. He's got stuff going on. He's created himself alternate personalities. Not maybe not the best representation of it in Marvel, but I mean, it comes from a nineteen seventies comic. What you what are you expecting? You know, it, a board ape square. They are, aren't they? No, are no, they they're like, just ugly. They look like no. Draw- but I mean, are they like in a square box? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but anyway, so really clever way of introducing Moon Knight in this because. You don't want to spend too long doing origin stuff sometimes, do you? It's you know it slows things down. You have got to take time doing the origins. You want to leap straight into story. So what they do was quite clever: is they have us start a story following one of Mark Spector's other personalities who doesn't know about the Moon Knight stuff. In this case, uh, Stephen Grant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you have this whole sort of thing in the first episode where he keeps waking up in different places. He wakes up in the middle of like. Holland or some shit in one point or Finland, I don't know, he's in the mountains, in the Alps isn't he? Switzerland? That's the Alps isn't it? The Alps is on multiple countries isn't it? It's on France and Italy as well isn't it? Um, but anyway, he ends up in there and Ethan Hawke's there Ethan Hawke? Not Chesney Hawks. I am the one I don't know why they didn't get Chesney Hawks Chesney Hawks is really good, they should have got Chesney Hawks um, so yeah, and he has the, you know, thing, talking to himself and all this. Mark Spector's like, you need to sleep, Stephen, I need to take over and all this sort of stuff. Um, the horrific English accents that Stephen Grant does is at least excused away that it's a made-up personality. I actually um, didn't mind his accent. He just sounds like... He, he didn't like... know what the term Wagwan was meant to be for. Yeah. He shouted it out as if it's like a celebratory thing. Wagwan is how you say hello. You say, Wagwan, my brethren. Yeah. Right? And he shouts it out when he punches a monster. Um, but anyway, this show's fine. It's you know, it's not spectacular or anything. It's just it does its thing. It's you know, it, um, 
it probably got more interesting from episode four onwards when it started going a bit batshit, um, when more stuff started happening and weirder stuff. The show was very, for a lot of it, was very um, a whole bunch of characters walking around different locations until the last five minutes when Moon Knight happens. I want people <laughs> to constantly be asking, where's Moon Knight? Exactly. Where is the dog? Where's Moon Knight? Does Moon Knight have a dog? You must have a dog. No, it's a goldfish. It's got a goldfish. Yeah, but all superheroes have a pet dog. They're making a film about it. It's out soon. Oh, yeah, Super Pets. Yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, why does Aquaman in that look like the Deep? Does he? Have you seen it in the posters and everything? Oh. He looks like the Deep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I thought it's fine. You know, um, you know, there's some good stuff like the um, the mental asylum thing. Although, um, second time in recent years where a Marvel show has had a character possessed by a Egyptian god who lives in a weird timeless um, mental asylum. It what is was the first one. Legion. <laughs> oh yeah, but Legion yeah. was like a side thing. Yeah, but come on, it's, you know if. If I had a penny for every time that happened, I'd have two pennies, but it'd still be weird that it happened twice. You know? It's freaking... It is odd. Maybe maybe we'll get Jermaine Clement in for the next series. What if they just do <gasps> yeah! that character? What if they ever do that character in the Marvel Universe? Do you think they'll get Jermaine Clement to play yes. him? That'd yes. be amazing. They'll bring in They'll bring in Dan Stevens. Yeah, get Dan Stevens. He could be the Beast as Can well we when know. it ties into the Disney Universe. Um... But it's fun. I saw some people complaining that they introduce a tower, isn't it? The red, was it Red Scarab? Yeah. Um, they give it to the daughter yeah. in this. It's a dad in the comics. Yes, it is. Um, but people going, oh, what's it? One loser on the internet going, oh, they did a bait and switch on us again. Made her like the main hero. It's like she fucking, she punches a few things and gets trapped on the edge of a car. And then we don't even see what happens because they have an out-of-body experience again. Because there's a third personality. <gasps> there's more. Do you think he's going to develop the personalities of, like, Wolverine I'm and Spider-Man think, actually, and shit? There, I don't think there are more. No, he has. Moon Knight starts creating alternate personalities just so he can have them later on. He, like, he creates an alternate personality based on Wolverine. So when he puts on the Moon Knight gear, he gets Wolverine claws and shit. And it's like he he takes personalities of other people so he can try and use their skills and stuff or act like them and things like that. Like he's a Spider Man as well. Um, Moon Knight's a weird comic. It's well, I read the Jeff Lemire run before this came out because they were saying that that was like a big that was a um, that was a big influence on this. Yeah, and the Jeff Lemire run is actually really interesting because it's set entirely in the asylum. And, like, basically, it is him being trapped there and the world being manipulated by Amit. Again, same character as in this, the crocodile-headed pet. Big guy. giant crocodile. Yeah, in the in that, though, she's like... The second alligator thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Amit in that is... <laughs> That's not a bored ape. <laughs> it's a bored ape. That's a drawing of... Um... Homer Simpson as a bored ape. That's a bored ape. Bring yeah. one up, bring one up. It looks exactly like on, it. on the audio based podcast. Yeah, it looks exactly bring like up a picture of a We'll make that the title. <laughs> I'm not making that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Jeff Lemire did a comic in which Moon Knight was trapped in a mental a mental asylum that and like the characters around him, much like in the one episode where they're trapped in the asylum, they've got those characters around. Hmm. They're all based on people that he knows in real life, and one of them, Crawley in particular, um, trades his soul so they can use the boat um to travel across the river and get to the real world. And they get to the real world and there's like basically like um, 
fragmented sections of Mark's mind mixed in with the, the memories of his friends. And you find out that Mark, Stephen, and what's the other guy's name? Jake. Jake. They're all characters that are in his head. And he basically makes peace with them to combine those three and control the powers like of the Like Captain Planet. Yeah. Well, he and their just, powers he, combined. He, just, he comes to terms with his, with his broken personality and the mm. fragments that are in his head. And like one in particular, you see sections of the comic code, this big event happening in space where it's Moon Knight is a space fighting Star Wars style character who is fighting against the moon wolves that are mm-hmm. like these werewolves that basically are like zombies. They bite people and they become werewolves, but they become werewolves permanently. And they're these like savage creatures. Well, and, it's not uh, werewolves they become werewolf permanently. Like well, they become a wolf well, permanently. Well, they then. If they become a wolf permanently, they're not werewolves. They're like werewolves permanently, like a big standing. Yeah, they're big wolf. That's not a, a werewolf needs to be able up, to turn back. A werewolf needs to turn back and forth. Like, yeah, lots of things can stand up. I can stand up. But anyway, I'm that so, impressed. Uh, you're not bipedal. You run around on all fours. <laughs> when my back's hurting. <laughs> when you see a pretty lady. <laughs> that like... Um, throw the leaves up in the air like George of the Jack. Charlie's for on on flux. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, in that comic, he, uh, yeah, he fights Amit. And it's like, you can see how it's based on how the TV show's been based on that, but it's it doesn't end in a big kaiju fight in the comic. Yeah, I like that. I like that. that. Was awesome. That was forgiven. Like, I like the idea of, like, it's it's so clearly a bunch of very mentally ill people fighting in the street. Yeah. And, like, they may or may not have these kaijus actually fighting in the background. No, they are. People look at them. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I took away that it was like a bunch of very mentally ill people that thought that they were somehow guardians of something that didn't exist. No, they all, they're, they're, Moon Knight's a real thing. No. Oh. Like, it's not some imaginary thing. They were they were having that fight. But yeah, still, I really like the fact I'm that... I'm pretty sure it was shown on the news as well. Oh, really? Because yeah, afterwards, when he wakes up, you see the news. Oh, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I liked it as a series. I do like the fact they were brave enough to show you... I hope in For Love and Thunder there's a sequence where one of the characters says, hey, did you see when Moon Knight fought that person in Egypt the other day? No, I didn't. It was on the news. It was crazy. Anyway, moving on. This Infinity Stone we're after. (laughs) No, but I did. I I really enjoyed it. I liked the fact the first episode, like they could have so easily later on in the series shown you what happened in those blackouts. Nah, leave it. Because you know, like he's blacking out and he's he's like waking up and he's covered in blood and everybody's beaten up. I really just fucking love the fact they're just like, eh, there's an action scene there. Yeah. I like the fact that there's someone who, he passes out. Scene missing. He passes out and then comes back and someone's been killed with a muffin. Mm. I want to know how they, they got killed with a muffin. I don't want to know. Leave it to my imagination. <laughs> That's the one thing. The one yeah. thing I want to know is how But yeah, no, really I reckon good. for the next, uh, if they, because I mean, people keep saying Oscar Isaac's, Oscar Isaac's not coming back or anything, they said. Um, Oscar Isaac will be coming back because they'll just hire him to do it again. Yeah. He just probably hasn't got a contract for a second series, that's all. Did you hear, like, one of his contract stipulations is that he gets a smaller version of the suit for his kid? Oh. So his kid's got, like, a full, like, proper, like, Hollywood-style movie. And then he did um, the, the robot <laughs> the movie. No, no X-Men the... Apocalypse, his yeah. son has an apocalypse suit and a bald cap. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more he had, like, a little turtleneck sweater and jumper jeans from um, from that one with the robot. What was that one with the robot? And... Do, and... Domino Gleeson. Oh, Ex Machina. Yeah, I've got yeah. that somewhere. It's good. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a really it's good movie. It's got boobs in it. Yeah, it does. And a dance scene. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Moon Knight, though. 
I thought Oscar Isaac was great as well. Yeah, good film. He sounds so much like Martin Freeman when he's doing his English accent. He sounds like Martin Freeman when he's it's excited. It's probably his only cultural touch point. His only point British, reference, yeah. Martin Freeman was on set, probably. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, and because um, his famous character from Black Panther was probably... White guy. Was probably cut from the show at the last minute for time. Yeah. White guy from Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, Martin Freeman plays a white guy from Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also in Civil War, but that was the setup. You needed to see Civil War before you could see Black Panther. Snowy. Yes. <laughs> Colonizer. That's his superhero name, wasn't it? El Blanco. She calls him, calls him Colonizer in one scene, doesn't she? El Blanco. Yeah. But that's, that's how he the gets his, his superhero name. So what's his powers? He takes what's yours. That's it. Only if you're in a foreign country, though. Oh, that was good. That's fun. All right, anyway, but yeah, that's good. I'm dreading Black Panther 2. It's going to be bad, isn't it? I don't know if it'll be bad, it's it's unnecessary. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, how are they going to do it? Mm. I think... (laughs) I'll say if they just go, fucking leave Black Panther for a few years, every now and again, maybe just throw a line in. Black Panther's off fighting Namor or some shit. We ain't doing a Namor film, so it doesn't matter. Namor's in the next one. No, none of that. No, fuck off. Yeah, he's in the next one. Not having it. Not having it. it. Not having it. And then, and then, like seven, eight years down the line, you get John David Washington in. He does the accent. Worse. But he does the accent. And everyone goes, here's Black Panther now. I love the fact that, like, John David Washington is one of those people when I watch him, I'm like, are they even American? Because he's bad at the American accent, isn't he, as well? But have you heard his dad doing accents? Like, no, but no, but like even like his just native accent, <laughs> he is American, so it's like he yeah, but he's his... very rich American. Oh, that's true. So he's doing a regular Inten- American accent. Intent, he has one of my favorite lines, but he says it like a posh white dude, where he comes out and he goes, "I've been looking for some hot sauce." Like that. <laughs> it's just like a remote fight scene. That's um how he usually asks his butler. Have you seen the hot sauce? <laughs> have you seen the hot sauce, mate. It's palatial estate. My fried venison. Where does Denzel Washington live? I fucking know. He grew up, like, Denzel Washington did grow up poor, though. Yeah, but his son didn't. No, his son did not. Um, But yeah, Moon Knight, good. Denzel Washington's accent in um, that Macbeth is pretty amazing. Yeah. I need to watch that. It's actually, it is a really good film. Mm. Like, Denzel Washington fights in that like someone who, instead of it being like a sword fight where the swinging is the most important thing, it's so much more like, it's all about like pushing people back to gain enough space to just do something small. And it's really cool to see. That last Jewel film is apparently really good. I still haven't found the time to watch three hours of fucking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. How do you like them apples? Ben Affleck plays a king and he's blonde. Yeah, I know. Does an English accent. I know. I don't like them apples one bit, Will Hunting. Why couldn't they get real English people to play the English people in the last Jewel? Because it's, isn't it like... Ridley Scott doesn't know any. <laughs> yeah, except for himself. I'll play all the parts. Hmm. I'm Ridley Scott, goddammit. Fuck James Cameron in his submarine. Underwater cunt can die. Alright, is it my review now? Yeah, sure, why not? I watched a movie. Did you? Yeah, I watched a movie and it ain't no it ain't no no stove starter. It ain't no kettle starter. It's a bloody fire starter. A wee 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 wee. Woo woo. Is that woo. really kettle and fire? Heat. Sources of heat. Oh right, okay. Yeah, stove, kettle, fire. Ah, okay, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah that's normal. I could have gone microwave, oven, <laughs> fire. Okay. Barbecue, torch, fire. Um 
Yeah, no, Firestarter, the new ad- adaptation of the Stephen King novel of the same name about a little girl whose psychic parents fuck and then have a little girl who has the ability to manipulate minds, telekinetically move stuff with her mind and also set shit on fire. That's the main one. That's the main one. Thus the title of the movie. Ah. Firestarter. Um, and this movie's not very good. It is. It's a Stephen it's... King adaptation. It's not very good. Well, wow. Have you not seen Doctor Sleep? Doctor Sleep is fucking banging, mate. Um, but no, this is, it's not a very good film, man. Uh, but, and this is the interesting thing, the original's not a very good film. So, uh, I don't think it really matters too much. I liked, I liked some aspects of it, but some of them didn't make any fucking sense. Um, and that, to me, is probably the biggest issue with it, is that decisions just don't make any sense. Also, in the uh, in the uh, 1984 original, there is a moment where the main character, who in this... 1984? Who, yeah, 1984, I think. I'm sure it's 90s. All the Stephen King... No, it's 1984, I think. It's old, old. But in the original, there is a moment where um, Zac Efron's character, or at least the character played by a different actor... Yeah, it's not going to be Zac Efron. Yeah, um, <laughs> just a fetus flopping yeah. around. <laughs> um, like, um, Zac Efron's character turns to a bunch of people that are about to shoot them and says says, you're all blind, because he has the power to like manipulate people's minds. Mm. And that seems so chillingly awesome that I'd like to see that concept used more in more interesting ways. It's not really used in the new one. He doesn't make anyone blind. He just tells some people to go shoot each other. Like, okay. That's, that's a more modern way of doing it. Like, back in the 80s, everyone was going blind, but someone, nowadays people are shooting each other. He does, at one point, he says to someone, shoot your partner and then forget how to breathe, which I think is awesome. Sweet. I think that's really cool. But it's just it's it's you think a, shooting your partner. Yeah. Shoot your partner, forget how to breathe. Yeah. I think like the idea of like manipulating people's minds and doing stuff with it is really interesting. But like this whole film builds up to like people being like, She's dangerous, she's this, she's that and it's like, yeah, she's super dangerous. And I don't think her parents would, you know, in the situation where it was someone else's kid, be like, We gotta protect this kid. But at the same time if I was making this movie I'd spend the whole time trying to lay the idea that she's been manipulating not only the people around her, but also her parents mm. to be these like diehard protective forces. Maybe. Like without even realising she's like manipulating them using the same power her dad struggles to use because it causes him pain. She but to her, it doesn't them. cause her pain. She set fire to them. But it's, it's such a really interesting concept that, again, has been wasted because they just stick so stringently to the Stephen King framework. Everyone loves a Stephen King adaptation. When are we going to get Tommy Knockers? Oh, mate, I'd watch a Tommy Knockers movie. Or, um, the Langoliers. Oh, I'd watch a Langoliers movie. We had the, we had the miniseries. With, with, uh, with the big Jordan Pinchot. Was Mance? that his name? The one from know. Perfect Strangers? The one with the mouse eat things. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, nah. And and Tommy like, Knockers had um, Jim, Jimmy Smits. Was Tommy Knockers the one where it was vampires in the woods or aliens? There's um, a whole bunch of people in the town start digging up an alien yeah. thing in the, in the woods. And they go mad. Um, and then he... Like one of the guys is like something crazy is going on because he's not been affected, yeah. so he has to go undercover him one bit. And there's that scene where he pulls his teeth out because all oh, the, their yeah. teeth start falling out, don't they? Yeah. But Jimmy Smits, I might watch that you from know. NYPD Blue. I might watch that and Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, yeah, I might, I might check that out again because I haven't watched that in a long time. Uh, you know what other Stephen King adaptation is not bad? The uh, Desperation one with Ron Perlman, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is not that bad. Maximum Overdrive is a masterpiece. stupid, but it's, it's not that bad. Freaking there's a new there's a new Salem's Lot that's been shot. Did you know that? 
It's coming out this year. Oh, yeah, 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 the TV yeah. series. Yeah, wasn't there a trailer? No, movie. It's a new movie. Oh, I thought there was a TV series of it. No, that was mm. Rob... There was one with... Um, what's his name? Rob... Was there supposed to be a movie when Rob that Lowe. Dark Tower came out? And they No, there was there was a mini-series of Rob Lowe in, like, 2004, and it had Rudger Hauer as the vampire. Um, and then there was... There was one, like, last year, around the same time as Midnight Mass, there was, like, Chapelweight. Ooh. Which was a Stephen King ad- adaptation, but it was like meant to be Salem's li- Salem's lot in the past. So it's meant to be like there was another significant supernatural event in Salem's lot. There's a, I mean, a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, but yeah, like um, there was a five star too. Was there? Yeah, in um, not in two thousand two TV miniseries. Oh yeah, that's the one where the girl's got the tattoos. It's got Michael McDowell in it and Dennis Hopper. Is the main is the main thing the girl with all the tattoos? I don't fucking know. Scroll up, show, show me the poster. Some girl. Yeah, she got all tattoos. She comes back at the end from the dead. Yeah. It's the same story, but it's set in high school. Did, well, that happened Somehow. around the same time as the Carrie sequel. Yeah, yeah. The Rage. I think that might actually be Carrie the Rage in some countries. Carrie Two: The Rage was a film. That was that was a film. Not that was a film with uh, what's his name from Mallrats. miniseries. Wasn't it the one with the one from Mallrats in it? The dude, the main character, Stanley. No, not Stanley. It kiss from the mask. Um, but yeah, the the new Firestar. It's it's not that bad, but it's not great either. There's a scene in which he kills a cat, and I'm like, how am I going to ever sympathise with this person who kills cats? Um, but yeah, like you know, some cats are bastards, man. Like I'm gonna Love give him. it, I'm gonna give it David Spade. I don't really like it too much, but at the same time, I watched it all. You know what though? Zac Efron is getting old enough to play a dad, and that's kind of scary to me. He's got um, he's got grey hair. Has he? Yeah, he's got natural grey hair. He's got he's got grey hairs coming through. Whenever you yeah, see, but that's because of his psychic powers. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like no, that's because of his stretching powers. Because he's Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. What? He's he's been playing Marvel character. Is he? Yeah, he's gonna play Reed he's Richards. He's not gonna be Reed Richards. In Fast- Fantastic Four, Revenge uh. of the Multiverse. <laughs> and your review? Oh, I gave it a David Spade. Yeah, the first star, the new first star. It's not great. Just just probably don't bother unless you're like really hard up for like something to watch and you want something like that's like a PG thirteen horror thing. Just yeah, that's the only reason that you watch it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's pretty bloodless, pretty boring. Some good fire start. The fire stuff in it though, like some actual fire stunts in it, are good. Has Kurtwood Smith in it? Do you remember that no, guy? He's, he was in the original, wasn't he? He was in Robocop. Yeah, I like Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Yeah, he's alright. He um says, Bitches leave. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. That's not Kurtwood Smith. That's yeah, he says it. Person, he says it. He shoots the thing and he yeah, says it. Yeah, but he's not the one who popularised the line. The Bixby, Bixby, um, Snyder populated popularised the line. I don't know what you're talking about, man. By saying, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Alright, your review, Ant. And then Kurtwood Smith says, Ooh, guns, guns, guns. So I'm going to put my NFT up for yeah, sale. Yeah. Um, Do you even know what an NFT is? Yeah. So I need to save it. How much slurp juice have you got? <laughs> Should I put two slurp? If you've got enough slurp juice, you can create free apes. All right, so I'm going to download it. Oh, no, I don't want to save it to trust. I want it. No, no, I want to keep it. Tonight's minting event is going to be a... <laughs> <laughs> For special teams and forces, <laughs> I I'm going to tell you right now. This is this is going to make me all the money. All right, Master Shake, freaking get on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Right, what am I going to review next? A thing. A thing. Yeah, review a thing. I might as well. I haven't reviewed it. Have I? The, the, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy game. No, you haven't. No, I didn't review it because I wasn't. 
wasn't done with it. I'm nearly done with it. I haven't finished it. I'm right at the end. But to be honest, this game's like 20 somewhat hours long. It is quite long, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to change my opinion too much unless the final scene is just like fucked up or some shit. Um, although there is one bit that I thought was a bit messed up and I didn't like it. Which was? When you have to shoot your mum. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a bit sort of messed up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just have some other way of getting out of that, you know? Just saying. Uh, I think the the whole point was it was just trying to get over his trauma of his past. Yeah, but they took in in Guardians of the Galaxy two, Star Lord shoots his dad Ego because Ego did something bad, right? Yeah. And Grant, but in this, his mum is a projection of his mum. Grant, it's not his mum or anything, but she hasn't done a bad thing to betray him. She's just a projection in his mind, and it's messed up a bit. But anyway. Guardians of the Galaxy, starring the Guardians of the Galaxy, or at least rough approximations of them that look similar to, but not entirely quite like the movie versions. Yeah. Um, they have an adventure. They get, you know, stuff happens. There's a weird religious cult going around. They sort of start turning everyone in the galaxy into this praising, using their faith as energy. Yeah. It's some magic. It's just draining life out of people, isn't it? Um, they're planning to blow up the galaxy or some shit. Which, you know, the Guardians will save because, one, it's in their name, and two, they live in it, the galaxy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a pretty decent game. Um, you know, Square Enix sold the developers that made this the other week. I think they got buyer's regret already. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're already looking at establishing some new development teams outside of Japan. I guess the NFT thing didn't work so well. Two weeks, that's all it took. And the turnaround. I just tweeted my board out to show mm. everyone. Oh, sweet. You're going to get um, the same crap I've been getting for weeks uh, where people keep linking me in NFT things. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't hashtagged NFT. I didn't have to. It just happened. I get it every day and I'm blocking so many people. Anyway. It's my super rare. The game's like third-person combat. You play Star-Lord the whole time. Yes. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that they, um, that the Avengers game was this whole online multiplayer thing and everything. And this is clearly based on the same basic engine oh yeah it's the exact same engine yeah but like this feels so much better to play it feels like a game that's been completed and hasn't been constantly twisted and warped out of what it was supposed to be originally I think in the reverse of what happened to the Avengers I think they actually started thinking this was going to be a four player thing and drew back no I don't think so because like even like when you look at like the small bits that people can do you know like you have to target stuff and you get people to do it that'd be so easy just to have someone appear somewhere and then press a button and then it's done and I think that like that's. No, that's... I think they always intend single player, but I think they they had this as a plan go working alongside Avengers when Avengers was meant to be a single player thing. Yeah, and so they got put balled into making Avengers into some MMO like arena fighter thing that yeah. sucked ass and <sighs> was broken to a ridiculous degree. And then it failed, and Square just left them alone with this one. They didn't want to try doing the same thing again. And like this game was nicely and left alone, which is what Square should be doing with their Western shoes. Has any of Square's get-rich-quick schemes worked? Sure, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those mobile phone Final Fantasy games have made them some money. Oh, yeah, like that shit's made them loads like of the, money. What's that shitty friggin' one we have, the Massive Army? Can't what it's called, count yeah, it, years ago. Um, but like, yeah, like all their mobile stuff. But they've tried it with a bunch of stuff. Like, Do you remember when they did the um, the Legacy of Kane multiplayer um, oh, shooter? Yeah. That wasn't very good. It was all free-to-play, but it was terrible. I got into the beta on it. Um, it wasn't great. No. Um, one of those asymmetric multiplayer things. Well, it's because it was bland terrain that was just like 
it was like a basic. You had like villages and stuff, but yeah, it none of it like felt almost... like it was anything to do with Legacy no. of Kane. And also, and it, it felt like it was just bland. Packed full of microtransactions and download content and loot boxes and stuff. Yeah. But they do it to all these things, and then they wonder why they don't work so well. Um, they, was they friggin' Tomb Raider? You could clearly have the economy of a, of a microtransaction fest oh, and the built third into one, it. Maybe yeah. You could buy resources, couldn't you? Yeah. Like fucking Dead Space Free. How do yeah. you not learn? And it's weird because they're like doing the same thing that EA did ten years ago and realised it didn't work. Yeah, because EA did that whole period where every With game had to have free. microtransactions and stuff in well, it. Well, that was that was like yeah. that was around the period where I was just like, fuck it, like they can ruin a series by just being dickheads. Because mm. Dead Space Free, I don't know if anyone played Dead Space Free at the time. No, no one did. But if you just if you just used one weapon. You could just upgrade that one weapon using the parts you've got. Yeah. And then you would just get basically ammo for that weapon. You would get some other bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part, you just get that one weapon. And it broke the game because the whole idea was to make multiple different types of weapons. So you did all these cool, like, you had these cool different types going on all throughout the game. But you just, if you just didn't do any of that, you would just have an easier game. Hmm. Yeah, this is, this is all right. This, I like, really simple, quick, easy way to command your team. It's kind of got that, um, Treating them like power ups in an MMO. You know when you like when you play an MMO and they've ported it to consoles and you have like hold yeah. R one and press the face button to do this move. Yeah. It's similar to that, although this is like directions, double taps. I did get into just like double tapping square, double tapping triangle, and only using certain oh, yeah, things like, at certain times. There's a particular boss where it gets a bit bit shitty. Um where it's just like I think it's just because the boss prompts and like depending on the difficulty you get, you may get less enemies. But I really struggle with that monster boss, you know, the weird tentacle thing. Oh, I had no troubles with No. Oh, I, just, cake, I think <laughs> my problem was that it was just it was just the, the cubes the, not you, killing the cubes in no, the No, he wrong slams way. his tentacles down on the liquid yeah, and you freeze and then the liquid. Freeze the liquid. But it yeah. was just you know you've got those waves then of just cubes. Unleash. And stuff. Yeah. Oh the cubes, yeah, freeze them. There were ways that you had to freeze them at one point so that they did a certain thing. But no, it was um it's this solid game. It looks really nice. Um Frame oh, rate's a bit nice. all over the place on Xbox One, but I'm playing the previous gen version, aren't I? Not good enough to have a current gen version. Figured, fuck me, I suppose. Runs fine on the Series yeah. S. Yeah, really. Which apparently people are saying it's a dog shit console. It is a dog shit console. Yeah, it's it's um, really, really It's got good. no disc drive, so. Didn't need a disc drive to brick. play Guardians of the Galaxy, just, did I? Just a brick. Didn't just need a disc drive to play Guardians of the Galaxy, did I? No. No. Uh, but yeah. my console will have more useless usefulness when they shut down Xbox Live eventually. When Bill Gates sells it to, I don't know, Elon Musk or something. That's not fucking. Happen, is it? Don't fucking care. <laughs> it's like, I think. Not that Bill Gates owns Microsoft anymore, he's left. No, yeah, I was going to say. But, um. Yeah, but it's, how much money they do make? <clears throat> 12. They make a lot of money from like Game Pass. Maybe stuff. 13. Trillion? I don't know. Anything. No, dollars. Just 13 dollars. Just 13 From me. Yeah, after all the expenses and everything, it works out they made 13 dollars last year. Great. Yeah, but um, nah, it's, it's a solid game. I like all the weird terrain you go, all the weird alien planets you go to. I and fucking love the beginning of that, that um, where the thunder's coming down and it looks like you're going to hop across the plates. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And suddenly you just dump down and you're like, oh. It's got some nose there. Nowhere reminded me a lot of that um, planet, the city planet you go to in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. <laughs> it's really similar. But they did, they did a good job of just picking certain things that you might recognise from the... Like the movies, the Marvel movies. I really like the design of that ship. The um, not that one, not the Milana, Milano, sorry, but the um, the Cree ship. Is it Cree? No, it's not Cree. Who's the police force? The 
Oh, the Nova, Nova Corps. Corps. Yeah, I really like the design. Of the Nova was, Corps, all their yeah. stuff star shaped. The freaking. No, no, I just really like the fucking design of the ship. Mm. Like the way that it's it looks different in each area. You don't just you're not just going through corridors. Mm. It's like got massive big parts, but like it's not like oh the ship you go on early on. That's that's a space station in an asteroid. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the fact that like everything has utility. Like you go into a certain area and you can see it's like a garage for ships. It's not just a big room for the sake of it being a big room. There's mm. like. They've taken the time to like render different ships in the background, like docked yeah. in and stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's good stuff, and no one played it. It's on Game Pass. I think people did play it. it did all right. No, apparently it didn't. Well, yeah, but no, but didn't Square Enix set the sales target like oh, super Square high? Enix always do. They they keep saying that the Tomb Raider games didn't sell well when they sold eight million in the first couple of yeah. weeks. Like, what what are they expecting? And the no, weird thing is, none of their Final Fantasy games are selling that much anymore. No, like, I don't know. Maybe no. maybe stop releasing Final Fantasy VII every five fucking minutes. Make a new game. No, they have the thing is they they still haven't done the Final Fantasy VII I want. If you're going to do a remaster of Final Fantasy VII, I just want new backgrounds, slightly nicer looking characters, exact same gameplay. That's not what you said the other day. You said you wanted a hentai game and start involving Tifa and uh, some sort of squid monster. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you drooling at the prospect of Tifa and a squid monster? You've been playing too many of these visual novels, man. Ha, ha, ha. I did complete Doki Doki Literature Club no. recently. Oh. But I've already reviewed that, so I'm not going to do that again. Anyway, um, Guardians of the Galaxy on the games. You see what they've done, though, haven't they? You see they've gone for, like, we want to make it look and feel like the movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, they haven't gone... But they've they've chucked in a load of the comic books. When you see the collector, it's more like the comic book collector, yeah. where he's a big old crazy person who's put all sorts of shit in him. Yeah. Um, but then they've characterised certain elements of that. I love that Cosmo's in it a bunch. I like Cosmo. Mm. Cosmo's good. He's, Paddy's in the new I think he's in the new he's one. in the new film yeah or the Christmas special Cosmo. or whatever Cosmo's a good dog he is um, but you know it's a fun time yeah, yeah I agree could get a bit repetitive no I'll say it is pretty long yeah I do like the running gag with the, there's a fridge door and I keep shutting the fridge door and someone keeps opening it and I want to know who's opening the fridge door Strax what about the running gag with the toilet? Have you seen the running gag with the toilet? Did no, you spot that? I didn't spend a lot of time on the ship. <sighs> if you go past the toilet, every time someone's doing something different with Peter Quill's toothbrush. Oh, really? And then eventually you go in there and there's no one in there and you go to brush your teeth and he picks it up and he's like, you know, maybe not, and just puts it down. No, I am... Um, so Peter Quill, canonically, um, has halitosis. I've checked, like, I've done a few of the bits on the ship. Mostly I talked to Rocket and did the backstory for Rocket. I did some Gamora's backstory. You can chat to her. I like the fact that they've introduced uh, Drax's backstory from the comics, so he is the killer of Thanos. Um, well, he thinks he is. Yeah. You don't, you're not entirely sure. They no, leave no, that. Um, there's a thing. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I like I like that they've they've lent more into the comics than the movies. Because the movies, whilst the movies are like fine interpretations of those characters, and like James Gunn's visual style is great, um, I do think that the comics, the history behind the comics, and also the comics are a lot darker than the films. Well, there's like, less lights in them. No, 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 no. In in the sense that Peter Quill will do anything to keep the Guardians together. Mm. And at one point um, in the series from, I think, 2004, he, Cosmo reveals to everyone that like the whole time he's been influencing their brains to make them want to be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. What dick? Peter, Peter doesn't want the Guardians to disband. And, like, he's not ready to admit to himself that sometimes they aren't saving the world. They're more just getting in the way or, like, right the second before they've done... Something silly to save the world. Something like legitimate is going to happen, like Nova Corp, but right around the corner and things like that, ready to stop the the thing that's happening. Um, and I just I like that idea from the comics that they're just like one fuck up 
<clears throat> after the other, and like they're like, we saved the universe, and like Novacore are like, we were literally about to save the universe. The thing is, we made a machine to save the universe without all the victims that you know suffered because of what you did. And then Peter Cole's like, yeah, but we saved the universe. Cosmo, fuck her mind up. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, yeah, I like the way that they've treated the characters in this. Like Yondu and stuff like that's in there. He's mentioned and spoken about. I don't think he's dead in this universe, is he? I can't uh, no, he's in a prison. He's in a prison? Yeah, because Peter sold him out. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he sold him out when he went and fought in the Nova Corp War. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I played that game. I haven't completed it yet either. I no, I'm right at the end. I'm about to fight Fing Fang Fu. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Spoilers. Fing Fang Fu is in this. Yeah, to be honest, like, getting to any of the bosses and the way they treat the bosses is probably more entertaining than the boss fights themselves. So I don't think it's, it matters. Spoilers. The main villain is was inside you all along. It's your self-doubt. It's the friends we made along the way. I like the cart-pushing sequence. When you're going to sell Rocket. Uh, and you're crossing that bridge. <laughs> selling Rocket, I sold Groot. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, Groot makes a much more convincing monster than Rocket does. No. Rocket is tiny. Yeah, but he's the last of his kind. Yeah, but he's a tiny little monster. So is Groot. Uh, Rocket's sure. not the last of his kind anyway. There's other experimental things, and there was definitely another raccoon. Yeah, yeah. He mentions her. He does. And she died. Did or she? Did she? Um, but yeah, I think it's a good game all around. Is it my review now? Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to review. I don't want to review the Northman. We should review the Northman. No, I don't really want Why to. Why not? Because. Well, is it going to be your last review? No, I've got one more. Well, then what are you going to review them? It's a great question, Ant. Buy me some time. No. Stall. Stall them. Stall no, them. Ant. Not at all. Not buying you any time. Ant, stall them. Mind you, review your board eight. I drew a board. Guys, I got a board eight. But Why, why say- not review the Northman? You saw it? Yeah, I know, but I want to review someone else. I can't remember what it was. That I well, then to you can't remember what it is. It's no, but like, it's more important. Is it more important? Is is it more important? Oh, yeah, it? I saw The Lost City. What? Starring Channing Tatum and... Uh... This is more important than The Northman. <laughs> I saw, saw The Lost City starring Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. Oh, and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, well, that makes all the difference. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I wasn't expecting anything from it. Um, it almost immediately gives up the idea that Channing Tatum is incompetent um, as soon as he is left to help Sandra Bullock survive. Like, there is... I think it's like the first 30 minutes of the movie, he is just incompetent. He's just very bad at, like, rescuing her or doing anything. And then once they, like, sort of get away and they have to survive in the jungle... What? What are you on about? He's just very confident. The Lost City. I don't know what the Lost City is. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let me explain the premise of Lost City. Exactly. Sandra just try Bullock, the premise. Sorry. Sandra Bullock is a famous writer who writes romance novels about a lost city of gold. She initially wanted to write a book about the history of a people that actually lived around this area where there was a lost city of gold. But the person that she was researching the book with died. So she put that research, the information that she had, into these romance novels to make them, you know, make some money as quickly as possible. But they became hugely popular. So popular that she hired a cover model who she would base her character's image on for the front of her books. And it's Channing Tatum in a wig to make him look like Fabio. And uh, and so she's like, yeah, look, here it is. Is Fabio not available? Her Fabio was not available. And also he's mm. old and possibly a sex criminal. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but uh, so she does that, and then Daniel Radcliffe comes on and goes, "Hey, you, you were the last person to get research from a person who was writing about the lost city of gold. I tried to tried to convince his daughter to sell it to me, but he, she said that it's already sold to you and you used it for your novels. So I went back and he's like, basically, because the clues are in there, he's like, you know the secrets of this thing." I want you to translate this for me. She's like, I can't translate. I barely speak any of this language. I only did, like, I only worked with a researcher. I wasn't the researcher. And he's like, I need you to do this. So he kidnaps her, takes her to this island where the city is located or, or possibly located. And uh, and it's up to Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt to rescue her. He was sentenced to a 12-month suspended sentence. Was he? Yeah. Who's that? Fabio. Anthony Starr. Oh, is it a 12 month sentence? Homelander. Yeah, yeah, but it's a suspended sentence. Oh, so it's not until. No, he's not in prison. Oh. You just paid you just paid money so he didn't have to go to prison. Oh, cool. Um $5,000 yeah, The Lost City. So 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 that's it. And and it's basically Chan Tam goes to go and rescue Sandra Bullock and then like hilarity ensues. Brad Pitt goes with him. So Brad Pitt in this plays uh plays like a special forces person hired by a publisher to go and get him to go and save him. And it's really funny because when Brad Pitt turns up, he looks like the cover model of Channing Tatum with like the long flowing hair. And he's an incredibly competent special agent. And there is a fantastic scene in which him and Channing Tatum are slowly making their way through the camp. A bit like Suicide Squad, but he's just knocking people out through this camp like with these various techniques. And there is one part where he takes out four people in a room and Channing Tatum's just in the background going like, oh, that guy's still alive, that guy's still alive. And Brad Pitt knocks someone out in front of Channing Tatum. And as he's going down, out of instinct, Channing Tatum just swings a fist and punches the guy in the face. And, and Brad Pitt goes, Brad Pitt goes, great job, bud. But I'm pretty sure he was already knocked out. And he goes, yeah, it just felt mean, didn't it? <laughs> and, and then they, they go to is the still the premise? Yeah, no, this is just part of what happens. Oh. I'm just talking about the actual film. It's now and its comedy merits. No, um, I just and, don't know when you transitioned from one no, to I'm the sorry, other. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm talking too fast for you. It's the hot chocolate. And then they go into the next tent and the same thing happens again. Brad Pitt... Brad Pitt knocks someone out and then Chang Tatum. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Everyone's a winner. And then they go into another room and Brad Pitt knocks his person out. And again, Channing Tatum, like, just on instinct because someone's coming towards him, punches the guy in the face and he goes, you really need to stop doing that. You're going to cause these people injury. And he goes, yeah, no, I felt that. I felt that. And he's like lowering the guy's head down gently to the floor after punching him in the face. But yeah, no, like Sandra Bullock is almost sixty, and she's she's you know doing a lot of stuff in this, and like her and Channing Tatum do have some chemistry; they are really good together. Channing Tatum always charming. Stop saying Sandra Bullock's nearly sixty. She's nearly sixty. Don't like that. Um, there's a joke that's in the trailer that's not bad in the film because it's like given a bit more time to breathe. But they're they're going through the swamp, and um, and Channing Tatum's like, I don't like going in war. I don't like the idea of this, especially jungle war. There could be anything in there. And as they're walking through, like, they're suddenly, like, tracking through this water. And he's suddenly like, why is the water warm here? Wait, are you peeing in this? And she goes, just go around it. Just just keep going. Just keep going. Go around it. And then they get to the other side. And Chang Tatum lifts up his shirt. And he is covered in leeches. And, like, pulling them out. And they are leaving these horrendous welts. And it's just this, it's like this horrendous long scene of, like, actual body horror in this comedy. It's just grim. It's supposed to light burn them. You're supposed to burn leeches. No, it's ticks, mate. What do you do to leeches? You just pull them off. Because they don't leave any enzymes. What's that you've been doing to them? <laughs> <laughs> just pulling them oh, off. You, you tugged your hammer off. I haven't got time for that. I need to get them off my body. Your hammer pulled you off. I need to um, get them off the body. I'm not pulling them off. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, like it's it was surprisingly pleasant. It's like a good time and for the most part. There are like it is funny. It's light light hearted, but like don't go in it expecting anything too too big or too. It's just a rom com with lots of comedy in it, and it works. Like the two leads are fucking phenomenal together. Like I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, and they're both very charming and it's both fun. Um, there's also a great joke. She she's like she's made a fire and she's like trying to stoke the fire with shit she can find around her and she's going through Channing Tatum's bag and she finds this oil and she goes I've got an idea on how to make the fire bigger and she like opens up this like this like uh, you know like those fancy like body lotion things she cracks it open pours it on the fire and the fire goes and he goes and she's like oh there we go look at that great fire and he's like it's like yeah that's 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 a good fire and then he like goes to like change his top or put his top up to dry it. And she goes, oh, God, what's happened to your skin? He goes, this is why I didn't want to go in the horrible waters. I get, like, this horrible eczema stuff. And she's like, oh, do you not, like, have a cream or anything to put on it? He goes, yeah, you just put it on the fire. And she's like, oh, I've got an idea. <laughs> she goes for her back. And she finds, like, you know, that complimentary face mask you get on planes and stuff. And she, she's like, there's this really nice scene when they're talking to each other. And she's sitting behind him. And it looks like she's massaging his back. And he stands up and turns around. And he's got, like, these face masks peppered over his back. <laughs> it looks like looks like Anthony Hopkins at the end of Silence of the Lambs has been making out of his back. Freaking Magic fucking... Mike would never. Magic Mike XXL would though. Hmm. We've done There's a new one out. There's a third one, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Do you remember the Cody Johnson cracked video where he does a, a Cody reacts to the Magic Mike trailer, <laughs> and at the end when the title comes up, because Magic Mike. 2025! This is a sci-fi movie! <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we'll see. Like, it's it's fun. It's nothing, like, nothing terrible, but, like, again, this is a film that was made a million times in the fucking 80s. It is essentially, like, romancing the stone, but not as good. Like, that's kind of it. That's what you're getting from this. It's but a Netflix it, film. No, 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 it's in cinemas. Oh. Like, it's a proper film film. They put films in cinemas that yeah, aren't yeah, Disney's like, and Marvel's. And it's not even a Now You See Me 3 or Now You See Me 4. Oh, when's now, now You, you Can't See Me. See me. <laughs> Soon. Are they actually magic in that film? <laughs> I can't... Do you remember... I'm not do, sure. Do you remember the scene where they've got the card and they're transferring it from person to person using magic tricks? <laughs> like ninjas. <laughs> they definitely are wizards. I tell you, they're, they're magical. Did you watch the video? Play? Now you see me is about like Hogwarts. Did you watch the Leo and... video where he's like, you're like breaking down whether or not they're actually wizards or not? I think they are. Because at one point they become cloth. Yeah. <laughs> at one point they drive a drive a car out of a David sign. David Blaine couldn't do that. No, he couldn't become no. paper or material. All right. No, Dynamo one. probably could. Can I pee? No, I'm gonna go pee. Ah, oh, I suppose I better pause it then. What a cop. And like magic, no one would know I just pissed myself. And your last review. Cool. Did what? What? Nothing. Oh. I didn't piss in my bed, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, it's not even in your bed. It's like on the corner. <clears throat> it's mostly on the my, floor. My feet might touch there. <laughs> oh, God, like when you're camping. Yeah. <laughs> like camping, you touch the, the, uh, you touch the pissy end of the sleeping bag. Why would you have a pissy end of your sleep? Because you get drunk. Oh my God. You get drunk, you have sex with a sheep, you play Goldeneye in that little shitty building they always have with an N64 hooked up. Your last review. 
Anyway, so I watched Doctor Strange in the multiverse of the Madness Men. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, Doctor Strange <coughs> messed up the multiverse a bit. It's not even a bloody Doctor Strange movie. And incursion. Actually, you say that. It, they, they imply that because he messed with the multiverse, there's incursions happening. Mm-hmm. Except it's not. It's because a girl's jumping between universes and someone else is doing an incursion. I mean, he did almost cause an incursion in the last movie. Yeah, I mean... That was a pretty big incursion. Uh, but what happens in this one is, um, without wasting any time, you find out Scarlet Witch has been doing some bad stuff. She's got the Dark Hole, which was featured in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Runaways. It's not the same one. Stop trying to link them. I kind of um, I like the way that they reveal she's a villain so early on, and like yeah, it's like when Krang turned up in Turtles Two yeah. <laughs> out of the shadows. Um, no, 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 I just I just like the way that she's no like, time like, wasting. She's like she just turns around, she goes, she goes. You didn't tell me her name was America, did you? No. And it's like, it's like, she just guessed because this person obviously has a lot of freedom. She yeah. can travel between worlds. Of course, her name would be America. Land of the America. Free. Um, I saw America Chavez toy today. Yeah, in Smiths isn't cool? didn't have a little badge on. Oh, little pride mm-hmm. one. No, you know Marvel. Well, the comics she doesn't have that. The erasure there. In yeah. the actually in the comics, I don't think it's a genie. It's the movie one though. Is it? Yeah, it's the movie one. Because uh, I think in the comics she's got like a varsity style jacket, yeah. doesn't she? Sometimes. Yeah. That's what she wants. But anyway, so <laughs> Scarlet Witch, good old Wanda. Mm. Um, after the Wanda Vision stuff. It's gone a little off the rails because the Darkhold makes crazy stuff happen to you. No, she completely lost her fucking mind. Yeah, but the Darkhold is, you know, mm. part of it. It's like the Darkhold latches onto a dark thought you have and just amplifies it and makes it the thing you are now about. Yeah. As seen in the TV series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Wonder starring, starring Ghost Rider. Um, they sent it to another dimension yeah. in that. Yeah. Do you know where it turned up? In Agatha's house? No, in The Runaways. Oh, did it? Yeah, and that's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. links to The Runaways. Because um, you know Morgan Le Fay? Yeah. She has the dark, she gets the dark hole. It came from a dimensional rift. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. The Runaways so wasn't you have that to bad watch a series. The, you have to watch The Runaways. It wasn't that bad a series. No one watched The Runaways. I watched, you watched Cloak and Dagger as well. I watched that, yeah. No one watched Cloak and Dagger. I watched two seasons of Cloak and Dagger. Anyway, loads of people hype this film up like crazy because they just decided all Marvel is his cameos now, and yeah. that Tom Cruise was definitely in it as Iron Man. I mean, I was Deadpool conv- was going to be in it. There was a red smudge on one of the posters. I that was, was definitely almost Deadpool. Convinced that it was that Tom Cruise wasn't no. going to play Iron Man. So, like the amount of I shit wasn't. that no, <laughs> never not from mm. no, especially when about a week or so before the film came out, they started backpedaling a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. All those YouTube yeah. channels. Oh no! My favorite one was saying, "Oh, they they cut it because you know they didn't want to bog down the film with cameos and stuff." You'd pay Tom Cruise the amount of money he costs to not only have a cameo as a major character, alternate reality version of a character, he did it for, in the film, right? For Austin Powers too. Yeah, but all that money, and he's so insignificant to the film's plot that you could remove him. Yeah, <laughs> like, <definitely. laughs> like that, you could remove him without a trace. Yeah. No, oh, God's sake. People are morons. Um, this is the thing. This film's going to make everyone want all... This, that's all they're going to want from now on. They're going to rate the films based on how many cameos I there are. I don't know about that, because like when you think about this film... Have you seen the morons on the internet? Yeah. Do you remember what happened with WandaVision? Yeah. When they were all like, Mephisto's in it. 
Yeah. Do you remember when in WandaVision there was a catchy song everyone got enjoy, enjoyed? Going, it's Agatha all It wasn't Agatha all along. It was still Wonder all along. You're gaslighting us. <laughs> the song might be fun. Yeah, I agree. But it wasn't Agatha all along. Well, she I... just realised something weird was going on and she went there. No, oh, no, she took advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. But she wasn't her all along. No. She did kill the dog. She did, yeah. Yeah. If the dog was real. We don't yeah. know. It might. It was probably real. Mind controlled. Was the dog mind controlled? No, dog was just like a. It was just created. Bit like. Um, bit like Jesus. Bit like the kids. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. Anyway, marvelous man. I enjoy. It. I liked watching a film where there was direction, um, colors that were graded correctly. Oh, the camera feels alive. Yeah, the camera moves. It, There's it, actual sets. Um, like people get saved. Yeah. Which hasn't been a thing in the Marvel films properly since Age of Ultron. Which, as much as I you know, must begrudge to give um, Hatsune Miku credit for her directing mm. of Age of Ultron, um, the original first Avengers film and Age of Ultron both do a great job of the heroes rescuing people yeah. from danger, which is something superhero films have completely forgotten about doing. Well, so many superhero films now, they're like, oh, I'm glad we're in this disused warehouse. It's the fucking Batman vs. Superman effect, isn't yeah. it? It's like... At least we're away from all That's those one thing I'll give the um, Justice League film credit for. There is one scene where the Flash saves a bunch of people because Zack Snyder hasn't got the creativity to figure out what he could do in a situation like that. Yeah. Other than get people out of building quick, yeah. you'd break their neck. Yeah. Zack Snyder would do that. He would have him break everyone's neck. He'd have Flash rescue everyone and then he stops and they're all dead on the floor because he broke all their necks from the whiplash. Anyway, um, yeah, I was into this film right for the first few minutes. Just, yeah. like, just straight away, it feels nicer. It feels better directed than your usual trait. Tra- I loved. Tra- I like. We haven't had a proper suit up scene in a Marvel film for quite some time, mm. and the the intro to this is literally a suit up scene. Yeah, and he is powerless right right until the last minute where he's like, "I don't feel like doing my tie up," and that's it. And I like that touch. Like he's even doing his cufflinks and doing everything, and it's just that tie is just like. I'm still Doctor I love Strange. when he was in the um, party and he sees the squid thing down yeah, the end. Just, just, shit going off down the end of the street. He and he's gently just like, puts his glass down. Fuck. <laughs> just leaps off the building. Yeah. Da, 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 and everyone there is like, yeah, it's Doctor Strange. Because that's the sort of thing that happens in yeah. the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> when Spider-Man feels, swings past him and goes, That's yeah, one of the Spider-Man. things that I've heard so many times and I completely agree. It feels like it's set in Spider-Man's New York yeah. from those old films. Because the place feels alive. Like that's kind of the thing. It could be because Doctor Strange is mentioned in the Spider-Man films in Spider-Man Three. But like, and also like, it's no longer just martial arts and like those shields like that. Why? Yeah, all their powers with Doctor Strange up until now has just been varying round orange things. That's not true. Pretty much. No, because like in up until this film. No, because Endgame he does the he does the arms he does the chains of Ashanti, which is actually a thing from the comics. He does like loads of stuff, but like the problem is that but in this he gets giant, massive demon hands to pull yeah, the friggin' demon hands and stuff like that thing out the ground. Which is all <laughs> smack like, monster. One of the things that I've wanted for quite some time, and I, I don't know if they're going to do this because it would turn American Chavez's ending in this quite bitter. But um, Kunlun is it Kunlun? What is the Kunlao? What is the fucking place they go to at the end? Kowloon. Yeah. <laughs> in the comics, in Jason Aaron's run, in the mm. No More Magic he reads comics. The comics. So in the No More Magic comics, like it gets to a point where like Doctor Strange is fighting to restore magic to the world, and like he he comes up with ways of doing it, and he, he ends up doing it. But you find out that Doctor Strange there's meant to be a cost to magic, and Doctor Strange That's doesn't know it up to this point. So there's meant to be like an actual cost, like there is a, a physical toll it takes on you. So the really good magicians or, or wizards or sorcerers they do stuff like they essentially become 
otherworldly. They don't, they aren't human anymore. So in Jason Aaron's thing, like he has set it up to well, Wong has secretly set it up so Doctor Strange could continue saving the world, and doing all this magic shit, and all the cost of this magic is basically filtered out onto the people, the disciples in the temple, who are like in like just magic induced comas, just getting all this horrible shit happening to them and this painful, horrible stuff just so that he can go on and save the world and do this big magic stuff. Because obviously in the comics... But Doctor Strange's cost for his magic is not being able to be with his girlfriend. That's not the same. That is. That is the There's, cost. There is like a physical toll in the comics. Yeah, but I don't want a physical toll. You make it an emotional link. I know, no, I know, I know, I know. Because but- Doctor Strange in this universe, if all his disciples were having evil shit put into him, he'd just be like, oh, well... He, um, no, he doesn't know about it in the comics. He has no idea. He finds out and then he basically says, I'm going to take this all upon myself. And then he he gives himself over to this, like, he gets trapped in, like, a, a dimension where there is too much magic, where the whole thing is just chaos. Oh, he can't have too much of it, is And it? he has to eat, like, creatures to survive there, and he basically just... he It seems like a year thing. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about Marvel, what if? Did you watch that finally? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he goes to that but place... But that's not in this film. In this, no, it's not. Well, it kind of is. No. But he eats stuff over there, and it basically changes him so that he can't eat stuff human like food anymore. It's like live chicken grubs, katsu. but they're like... They're a particular type of grub that like hang around magical items or magic areas. Does he have sashimi. Yeah. Chicken sashimi. Uh, but yeah, like I really like this film as well. Like I said, the camera actually moves. That was nice. It felt like I was watching something like actually live, living, doing stuff. I've seen I saw someone saying, Oh, they didn't really make it clear enough that the dark hole corrupts someone and, you know, messes up their lives. Literally four separate characters in this film, two of which are Doctor Strange, have had trouble with the Darkhold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they literally say it corrupts people. Yeah, all the time. Times. People don't watch these films. Like, no. I saw someone tweeting out as well saying, um, has Mar- have movies recently and Marvel movies specifically made people dumber? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to that point. Yeah. Like, because you can have a film that actually does explain everything perfectly, and I still come across people who just. So many people Completely over the head, because they're just sitting there shoving popcorn into their mouth, waiting for Patrick Stewart to turn up on screen. So did you people- hear when he went. Duh, 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 duh. I did say that to you after I saw it. I was like, I really like that they did that. And, and I- apparently, why, why? They said, oh, Marvel listened to the fans who wanted John Krasinski to be Mr. Fa- why would anyone want John Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic? Because he's got Emily Blunt as well. I mean. <sighs> I'm, I'm sure he'll be playing him when they do a Fantastic yeah. Four film. Personally, I think Owen Grufford is like Mr. Fantastic incarnate. Oh, no, he's like a murderer now. In human, is he? On Netflix. No, but he's really, he looks like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, he looks like you created, and that's not important anyway, you want a good actor. You know, so, obviously, you know, DJ Qualls as one, Mr. Fantastic. There's one bit of fan acting that I can genuinely get behind. Mm. Did you see that people were like, Trying to get Raoul Cooley, you know the guy from uh, Midnight Mass. And stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks just like Mister Fantastic. Used to look at the comics. There should be a scene, but in... he's Asian, so it should be like. There should be a scene in the Fantastic Four film where um, they need someone to pretend to be Reed Richards, and they get the. No, they get the um, they get the detective guy from Ant Man. Oh yeah, and One Division, and get him to walk around. <laughs> they just <laughs> standing next to John Krasinski, like looks exactly the same. Yeah, the same picture. Yeah. It's the same. Um, no, I did really like this. I think that there there was a lot of people that got like upset. They said that, how is this a PG thing when you see like the end and he's all rotted and he's got like his face burned off? That was probably the grimmest stuff in it. Some people complain I... about um, 
Black oh. Bolt. Spoilers for the film, anyway. Um, Black Bolt's head caving in, but like you don't see anything. It's pretty bloodless most it's of the time. It's kind of funny, though. Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it should happen to him. He's immune yeah. to it. Your insides aren't immune to fucking No, that's the same years. as like, did they, have they not read the comics? Scott Summers, he got killed by someone putting their hand over his eyes. His brother put his hand over his eyes. It was like, ah! I saw a recent X Men comic where they were rounding up loads of cats that had gone around the X Mansion, and um, Scott Summers is using his light laser beam to guide cats. <laughs> They're chasing his laser. That's comic right. That's a, the kind of writing I can get behind. Yeah, there's another bit of Wolverine just carrying like 16 friggin' cat carriers <laughs> with cats in them. Um, but no, like I, I thought probably the most <clears throat> horrific moment in this was the mirror scene. You know where she gets trapped in the mirror dimension mm. and she goes into the mirror. Oh yeah, it goes ring for a second. And she drags, she drags people through like mm. fucking proper like fucked up little moment there. But then she comes out and her body cre- like it. Firstly, her skin's all gone. And that regrows as she creaks out of the fucking thing and then, like, snaps her body in place. And she's like, well, that was difficult. <laughs> Here I am now. But, yeah, like, I I fucking love Ree Richards' death. That was just incredible. Yeah, spaghetti, man. Because it was a little bit, like, it was a little bit of, like, ultimate Reed Richards where he's just a brain and a stomach. Mm. Like, he's not really human anymore, so he's just got, like, his throat leads straight down to his stomach. All matter is used in his body and he's just a brain. And it was just the way that like she went like, and then in the end you get to the branch and like pop. <laughs> that bit needs to be just exploded. Uh, that's fun stuff. I don't know if people complain about that. Oh no! How did they have the Ultrons? Who cares? Did you see the reload sequence? Who fucking cares? Did you see the amazing reload sequence? Huh? You know, like where she's fighting all the people on the thing, and there's huh? that particular magician that like does some shit to her to stop her. At the she destroys the Dark Lord, I think, at one point. That one, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah she's she, just called Sarah. Yeah, she's got that cannon, and there's an Evil Dead reload sequence where it's like, they pick the bullet up, and it cuts, and then they're putting the bullet in, and then they close the chamber, and then they aim, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all like snap zooms and shit like that. I was like, yeah, Evil Dead. <laughs> Get Ash in there. Ash is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Pizza Popper. Yeah. Well, no, like Ash in the actual comics. He's in one of the Marvel Zombies comics. Yeah, but the Marvel Zombie comics aren't... No, well, they're a separate universe. Aren't yeah. They? Um, they couldn't go to them at all. There's no way they could possibly... No. Do Marvel Zombies? They're doing a Marvel Zombies cartoon, aren't they? Yeah, it's spin off from the What that'd If episode. Yeah, I reckon that'd be good because the What If episode's fucking one of the best. Yeah, but everyone's Ant-Man dead. It's amazing. It's fucking dead. Ant Man's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I've got my body back. <laughs> um, no, Do- Doctor Strange Two. It's fun. It's a. It's definitely it's a Doctor Strange fun. film. Yeah, loads of magic. That um, Doctor Strange between, film should be weird and yeah. goofy and the a bit horrific. Him and, and, him, him and Baron Mordo is great. Yeah, that fucking. I did think they were going to kill Wong. I was worried they were going to kill Wong so Doctor Strange could be the Sorcerer Supreme again. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that they've managed to keep him not be the Sorcerer Supreme yeah. for three films now. Yeah. Um, it would be nice if maybe Doctor Strange wasn't just like the buddy guy in all the other films he turns up in. Yeah, that'd be nice. If he wasn't just holding back Because really, when they do the next Avengers film, whenever that fucking happens, Doctor Strange should really... He's the logical leader of yeah, the Avengers. Also, he is super powerful. Yeah. Um, I really, it's not going to be Spider-Man leading the Avengers, is it? Can you imagine that? I, Can you imagine fucking Falcon taking orders from Spider-Man? I am in love with the idea of Sam Raimi using Benedict Wong as the new Bruce Campbell, because Benedict Wong gets beaten the fuck up in this movie. <laughs> He gets thrown around. He gets dragged about. Oh, well, he's good. He's good. He's really good. Well, like, I, mean, I like the scene where, um, where like, um, Wanda has thrown him off the cliff and he's climbing his way up, like, for, like, most of it. Mm. A bit like uh, the King's Man. He's climbing his way up for the most of it. And then at one point, like, there's that one golem left and the fucking dagger just goes through its head. And you're like, hey, it's Wong's back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I liked, I liked oh. it all. 
I yeah. just I fucking I just love a movie that feels like it's actually alive. There's actually people in it. Because mm. like when you look back at stuff like that, Infinity War, they go they've got that street where there's like three people running, and then like no one's there. I think a lot of the Marvel films as well. There's like just general filmmaking standards. Like as much as I enjoy those Spider-Man films, there's stuff in those films where characters just stood in weird parts of the frame doing oh, yeah. stuff like. And it feels like they've shot it on a green screen with no idea of what's in the background, what's going to be in the shot, and they've just shot a general, here is our match shot, so we've got it as much as we could need in frame. And then they just generate the rest of it later. And someone's just decided to put Doctor Strange like in the right-hand side of the screen, doing something off to the right that you can't see. Yeah. With loads of empty rooms to the left. That happens loads in... It happens in Spider-Man a bunch. Yeah. Weird framing and stuff where things don't... Your eye isn't being led somewhere. That's kind of the thing, though, isn't it? Like, Sam Raimi's, like, kind of the right choice for this because he leads you with the camera. He's fantastic at that stuff. Yeah. Looking, he gets away with the anime edit where there's, like, three frames or something between two actions, yeah. and it's all you need because he's friggin' He's led you to it. He's kept your eye in the location that the action is going in. So I was thinking that when I watched Spider-Man 2 the other week and the Doctor Octopus scene, and there's shots where it's a tentacle just whizzing along yeah but it guides your eye from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen so when it goes into the next shot the stuff in the right side of the screen is happening yeah. extremely quickly and it's enough to make you go Ugh, like it slatches on someone's face but you can't have it crush someone's face in a PG-13 I love the fact that those lights get busted out and it creates a shadow <clears> on one part of the room <throat> and that woman as she's being dragged and nails go you're focusing on the nails but then you yeah. realise that she's being dragged into the part of the room that's completely dark now because the lights have been smashed yeah. Because like, it's pretty, it's completely lit at one point, and then suddenly it's dark. There's one side that's lit up by the monitors. We've got to go with the chainsaw. That scene needed to end with some, with just like it going quiet. Sound of hospitals go bit, 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 and someone just walking past, just carrying on with their hospital duties. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Just walking in with like a treadmill and just be like, ah! <laughs> um, um, Donald Glover walking with some pizzas and <laughs> just. Oh. Oh, oh. we got that reference in like did you try to six years troll? before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I like I like I like Doctor Strange. It looked like a movie. Yeah, it felt really like did. a movie. The editing's great. This friggin' lots of people saying it didn't feel like a Sam Raimi movie, but it felt so it much felt like, extremely like. Sam yeah, it feels like because like the fact they've given him they're just like, like here's the Dark Hold is essentially the Necronomicon. It's like oh, okay, and Doctor Strange is got- like Ash. No, Doctor Strange is an Ash. Benedict Wong is Ash. He's Ash. They even got the friggin' like Evil Dead demon voice in. There. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange. I fucking, with the I love the fact that they actually did something with uh, Christine. She gets the she gets the what's it the uh, the the vase thing that shoots mm. out fire. Yeah, and she's just killing demons. And I was like, this is great. I like the um, the musical instrument fight as well. Yeah, that was cool. That's that was cool because that Doctor Strange he had like instead of, he had like pianos and shit around. Yeah, so, like, like, there's people saying that that one was a musician instead of a doctor. Yeah. And like he was like a PhD in music, and yeah, like my that. friend's a PhD in music. Exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. got a she's got a pretty hard dick. <laughs> yeah, no, I really loved it. Um, I, but I'm a big fan of like Doctor Strange. I've got like, like I said, I've got the complete Jason Aaron run because that's like my favorite run of Doctor Strange stuff. Um, you gotta read the '60s stuff, man. I've got some of the it's '60s comics. Psychedelic, got, weird shite. I've got the first. The first oh, it's the um, the effect for the incursions was like bubbling Ditko um, dots. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's that's Sam Raimi doing his comic stuff. I like the um, the later ones when Clear's in there and it's the dark dimension. It's the slice mm. and the paper, like the pages of a comic, like mm. they're like traveling between between the sections of the comic, I like that. But I yeah. think they should uh, fuck off with this multiverse stuff for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Like Dark Dimension's fine, but, but the we've got two Spider Verse movies coming, haven't we? Yeah, but they're Sony and they're not 
going to involve. And there's um, Oscar Isaac is everything playing. everywhere all at once made a load of money, and now the studios are going to take away from that that people love the multiverse, and not that people want you know Asian led kung fu movies. Mm. Um, you know, I was meant to see that. The and Kang, time. I mean, Kang's going to be one of the big bad guys in the next. No, no, apparently, apparently, interdimensional crazy. John person. Majors has signed on to do Ant Man, and then Loki season two, but he's not going to be the big bad for like the Avengers thing. He'll be around. I reckon he'll be around, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be... He but it's Kang, he's, in, he's interdimensional villain anyway, he's, isn't he? Well, he's a relative of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but he's, Kang's whole thing is interdimensional. He's a relative of the Fantastic Four, yeah, you're right. He's like he's like Reed Richards' great-great-grandson. Well, he might be. But no, he is, like in the comics. Yeah, but that's, what matters is he's from alternate dimensions. and He's, he's con- from the future. He's from con- yeah, alternate future dimensions and stuff. Kang is multiple... And he's Jet Li from The One. Yeah. That's his whole thing. You know, like, if I could see through all of time, and there was a point when I stopped seeing through all of time, I'd assume that's where I died. Really? Yeah, because I can't see through all of that time. But it didn't happen with Dr. Manhattan. No, but Dr. Manhattan never died. Yeah, no, exactly. He didn't assume he died. He just knew that he could. something happened, and he can't see beyond it. Oh, that moment where he got dissipated? No, it was the um, the big magical explosion thing messed up his ability to look through time. Oh, well, the demon came So out. he was like, oh, I don't know what's happening next. Squidly diddly. Big squid thing. Well, it was just a big Dr. Manhattan explosion in the film, wasn't it? Yeah. Which, again, I was just going to say, it actually makes more sense in the no, purposes, no in the purposes of a film. It fits better than trying to shoehorn in a whole bunch of explanation of I'm people sorry. creating squids. I'm sorry. Are you saying you prefer an explosion over a kaiju? Because I know you're fucking lying. The kaiju does nothing in the comic. He kills a bunch of people. And it makes more sense for Dr. Manhattan to be like, I'm getting out of here. I like that the series, they were like, yeah, it was a kaiju. Not yeah. like not like that pussy Zack Snyder can't do a kaiju. In the in the TV series, they're like, yeah, kaiju came through a hole. And then... And then like, a bunch of people got psychic powers and some people went mad. Dr. Manhattan got raped in prison. No. Because that's something that um, Zack Snyder is obsessed with. He's a big fan of Oz. He's a big fan of getting raped in prison. <laughs> He's executive producer of Oz. Anyway, is it my review? Um, it could be. It's it my could last very review. Well, be. well, we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about Sam Raimi because I played Evil Dead the video game. No. Uh, and you don't know anything about the Evil Dead, so I'm gonna explain it to you. No, never heard of it. Never heard. Of the never Evil heard Dead. of the Evil Dead. No. In fact, didn't you say that you you don't like horror movies? I'm you're scared big, of them. They scare big me. Old scaredy pants. Yeah, they scare me. Big old scaredy scaredy pants. And uh, and you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> Take that fucking back. <laughs> I fucking love. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I, I've been playing Evil Dead the game. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it is a game based on the Sam Raimi movies. Uh, see last last week's episode if you want to know about them. But you play as... Well, you choose a character. And it's an objective-based multiplayer game where you have to fight deadites and kill the dark ones. And you've got a very simple set of instructions that you do. How you do that is up to you. You've got to basically focus on managing your health and getting the objectives and um, keeping your sanity down. So keeping you, keeping yourself sane. Um, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, You're talking away from the microphone. Sorry, it's uh, it's a really simple concept. Let's talk to the team, but it's a really simple concept that's been done in games like Dead by Daylight and and Friday the Thirteenth. And the difference being here is that you have some ability to fight back. Do you remember Evolve? Yeah, I remember Evolve. Yeah. We played that. Do you remember? 
We played Evolve. Yeah, it wasn't good. I didn't no, like it wasn't. It. it was really fucking difficult to play. Mm. Um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so you you basically work together with three other teammates against uh, Deadites, who are essentially zombies, but they're zombies that can use weapons and, and you know, have some have some more uh, utility than your normal undead fare. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's really really fun. It works really well. Um, having the ability to to just get a, a melee weapon, melee weapon, and just cut some shit up is great. You get shotguns and pistols and stuff like that, and you know they can be effective. But for the most part, I've most part I found that like using hand to hand combat is the better way to go. Um, and yeah, it's really really fun. I've got to dismember them. Yeah, you do, and you get finishes in this. There's some fun finishes. That's how you in deal there. with deadites. Um, fucking... And uh, yeah, it's it, it's a simple concept, but it's it's like the evolution of what we currently got because that that idea of being able to from the start fight back against stuff. It just gives you a bit more control over over how you manage things. You're not just running away all the time. You're not just trying to hide, which can be fun and it can be scary. But I think that the Evil Dead series isn't always about horror and fear. It's almost, you know, it goes hand in hand with comedy, fun, the silliness of the concept. I mean, there are horrific things that happen. There are a really interesting thing is that if your sanity goes too high, so if you start going insane, then uh, then it does jump scares. And it is just like a fucking, like, it's like a freeze frame, just like, Bleh! like that. And you're like, okay, I get it, well done. You know, you got me. And Does, it's really um, good. Is it preceded by, like, 30 seconds of silence and a little clock in the corner? No, no, no. That's how you do jump scares now. No, so, yeah, so that happens. It's, it's like a nice little boo, and <clears> then <throat> you can become possessed. If you go insane, and your character gets possessed by a demon like Ash <laughs> in Evil Dead 2. Mm. You get the gross face and everything, and then you get beaten up by your teammates and they can save you so you're back in the game. But is, um, pa- what's his name in it? Henry the Red. No. What's his, is it Pablo? Pablo, yeah. Yeah, and what's her name? Uh, Dina, Dina. No. The, the hot one. Yeah, uh, what's her name? Pablo and, I watched the whole of the series not long ago. Yeah, I've watched it. It's good. Pablo it's good and, show. what's her name? You're young, you're hot, you remind me of myself. <laughs> what's her name? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Dana so De Kelly. Lorenzo. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and like they're in there as well. You've got a few other characters as well. You've got um, Ellen Noby, which is the daughter of Doctor Noby, the guy who discovered the, uh, discovered the spooky book, yeah. the spook em ups. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. It can be difficult at times, especially if you, you can choose to play against AI deadites or you can choose to play against someone who's controlling the deadites. And I haven't done the controlling deadites thing because, I mean, I was never a fan of being the villain in in games. I liked doing it in Dead by Daylight because you like you were stalking around trying to. It was like basically playing hide and seek. But in games like Zombie U, where they tried to implement something like that, where you were fighting against people, you were just basically dropping units and every so often being able to interact with something. And that wasn't really as fun as running around. Unit when I get up in the morning, I drop massive units. I have a lot of fibre in my body, so my units yeah, are bigger than no, anyone yeah, else's. Yeah, it's freaking all over the place. I know, right. You can't contain my shits in one bowl. Why are you talking about shits? Or postcode. Um, yeah, sorry. So we did the game. Yeah, I, I picked it up for really cheap. It is multiplayer only, like even to play some of the single player, because they do have like little story-based missions that like, you can play through some of the events of the game, the films. Like They're not exact interpretations, so they are like exaggerated to had the run time and the play time a little bit but all in all really really fucking fun if you like Evil Dead you're going to like this a lot I love Evil Dead I'm enjoying it it isn't perfect it isn't for everyone but then again the perfect video well, doesn't I mean, exist it's not for children I think mean, kids can play this I watched Evil Dead when I was like 11 
your parents were irresponsible. They should have been making sure you're only watching PG certificate films. No, I'd prefer them to be irresponsible. Maybe a 12 if they were in the room with you at the time so they could explain what you're seeing. Oh, like the mummy. Because it would have been too much for you to Here's handle. A Here's a thing, right? How are people saying that PG-13, like Doctor Strange go too hard? How can you tell if he's going too hard? He wears a lot of baggy clothes. Like, think about like how, how good fucking uh, the mummy was. That's like violent as fuck. That guy gets the like... DVD version was a 15. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, my copy is anyway. Yeah. Whatever that is. The, the mum's... Wait, wasn't... Uh, wasn't the Goonies 12? No, it was a PG and there's loads of swearing in that. Oh, whatever the fuck. There's a, there was a 12 film that had tits in it. What was it? There's loads of them. Is there? Yeah, Airplane. Name? Airplane's a 12? Yeah, Airplane. Well, Airplane was a PG when I was yeah. a kid. It had and boobs, boobs in, it. in it. You can have boobs in a PG. You can't say fuck, though. I, you can say fuck once in a while. You could back in when I was a kid. Oh, really? What film? Um, It was just a thing. They're basically, if a film came out in the cinema, they had, like, the 12 certificate, but when they released it on video, they didn't have 12 certificate on video, so they just basically decided whether it should be a 15 or a PG. Oh. And loads of films ended up being PGs. Like, Clash of the Titans had boobs in it. That's true. Airplane has boobs in a paedophile. Who's the paedophile in? The pilot. Is he a pedo? Yeah, it's the bit where the kid comes up to the cabin. Oh, yeah, the old guy. I thought you meant yeah. like the guy who played the replacement pilot, the one who sweats. What, the um, autopilot, the inflatable one? <laughs> the inflatable one, yeah. Yeah, he's a pedo as well, yeah. He hey went, there, to, went to prison, it was a big deal. <laughs> so, wow, there's so many buttons and lights. Hey there, Timmy. Have you ever heard about a grown man? Have you ever been in a cockpit before, Timmy? No. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Airplane's a good film. Yeah, uh, yeah I really enjoyed this. Um, again, not perfect, but really fun. I'm going to give it a Helen Mirren. Oh. Yeah. She's in Shazam 2. Is she? Yeah, she's one of the villains. Hot. Yeah. I mean, good. Well, <laughs> she's going to be in it, and so is her stunt double doing any scene where she has to raise an arm or something. She was in a Fast and the Furious movie, yeah. Do you think they're going to have a stunt double like Patrick Stewart has for getting up the stairs? Yeah. That's, there's, been, there's been a lot less going upstairs in, in the, the new series of yeah. Picard. Did I review the new series of Picard? No, not yet. Because the uh, 10th episode was only on recently, wasn't it? Yeah, I should have reviewed the new series. It was crap. Well, do not do it? No. No, just throw it on the end. No, we'll wait, we'll wait. Now, can we talk about it? Because I haven't watched any of Picard. So what happens in season two? There's a lot of bollocks. Is he still a robot? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. There's... They get so. All right, sorry. This is the unofficial review of season two of Picard. We've got to talk about this now. So they wake up in an alternate universe. What? That's fascist, right? Yeah. Because Q has gone back in time and changed something in the past, right? Why? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's because he loves Picard. Oh, okay. Um, but they make a point of showing Seven of Nine is the president of America. <gasps> no. In this world, but she's not a Borg because obviously in this world they never. You know, all sorts of stuff was different. She never became a Borg. So they never encountered. She never the got Borg. assimilated as a child. No, they wiped out the Borg. Oh, they were going to execute the the Borg Queen, the last Borg mm. in this fascist world. But if she's not an and a seven of night, not a Borg anymore, why is Patrick Picard still an android? So you're telling me that in the alternate fascist future that was created, Picard still somehow ended up with an android body. Because he stopped the balls. Which I would imagine androids didn't happen because the whole thing in this fascist universe is humans first and all this. Yeah. Anyone who would get turned into an android would be outcast. Like, so I'm guessing that. So why is it's just the best, right? 
and then there's the suicide subplot and there's like this episodes that just go all over the place and fucking bullshit happens and they find a dead body in an alley in one scene when they're looking for Girati he's been possessed by the board queen yeah and she's, she's just still in the alley it's been there all night they go it's been dead all night and then she just jumps out and starts <laughs> she's just around the corner it sounds amazing um it's not a good show no no it was not good so I've heard really good things about Strange New Worlds though yeah, I can't watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it when it's on Paramount+. Plus. I find it really interesting that Anson Mount is playing a character that knows he's going to end up in that chair because he's seen part of the future or some shit. Why has he always got to have one of his senses taken away? I don't know. He's always got to be... I really liked him in Doctor Strange when he died. I thought that was really good. I thought it was clever because it was just like... Like, <clears throat> spoilers, Doctor Strange in their universe got corrupted by the Darkhold. He did it to kill Thanos. Was he corrupted, though? Yeah, he was completely corrupted. Like he was, was saying, he corrupted? Yeah, because he. Or did they just tell him? No, he was saying like he he had the dark hole, didn't he? And he said he said I've given everything to to stop Thanos, and like we know, my friend, are you ready? And he goes, I'm ready, and then he does that. I'm. That sorry. sounds an awful lot like they just gaslit him into believing that he was too dangerous to carry on because he seemed pretty passive at this point. No, he was he was fighting the dark hole at that point, but he had, he wanted to die, like he couldn't control it. Anymore. And they get him blown up. Well, he whispers. Yeah, you get blow sorry. him up. I'm sorry. Couldn't fucking just shoot him in the head. With what? Mind bullets. <laughs> That's telekinesis, Carl. Mm. <laughs> how about the power to move you? <laughs> oh, he's fucking killed He was like, right, how am I going to be executed? I'm going to have a shield shot through my face, cosmic death, strangled by a stretchy man, psychic mind bullets or blasted apart by someone's voice. Oh, imagine if Patrick Stewart just went, you've forgotten how to breathe. Mm. He's like... <laughs> It's like, it's like, ah, but I've magic myself some gills. And then <laughs> the Patrick Stewart's like, you've got how to breathe out your gills. <laughs> you don't, you, you go underwater and the water well, yeah, it's like, circles it's, through your gills. and it's, You're drowning in the water. You know, the hydrogen smooths apart from the oxygen atoms yeah. to provide oxygen yeah, yeah, to your yeah, lungs. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But of all out. of them, in this other dimension's Avengers, Black Bolt is... Part of their team, yeah. He's really, he's a really effective. Like, he's a really yeah, effective. Yeah, they see the TV or... show. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. if they'd watch the I TV did, like, show, to be honest, as I was watching it, when he turned up, I was like, "That's brilliant. That's fucking great." Because like they've done everything they can to wipe the humans, like off of the face of the earth. Like even on Disney Plus, I think you have to search for it. No, it comes just, up sometimes. Does it just yeah. come up for you? Yeah, yeah. You must have some bad watching patterns because I had to search for it to even watch one episode. No, I've watched the whole show. It's bad. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. Agents of Shield was good though. Yeah, Agents of Shield was good. Uh, but yeah, like I like the fact that it's just like he is the most powerful mutant though. Like, isn't he? He's the. He's not a mutant. He's an inhuman. Uh, yeah, it's different. It's a different thing. Black as black well, as yeah, cause Baltigar. <laughs> Don't say his name. Blacker girl, Baltagon. Yeah. They say his name. <laughs> King of the Inhumans, they say. They should keep saying his name wrong to try and make him laugh. Yeah. Just tickle him. Just they even give him his little fucking tuning fork. Yeah, good. Like, yeah. Oh, I like the fact that like people were like, Reed Richards could beat up the Scarlet Witch. And I was like, Reed Richards is a nerd. He needs like a week. Hmm. Like you can't. He, he, His he whole gets, thing is standing far enough away so they can see the punch coming really quick cool, for a long yeah. time. Exactly. Like, yeah, you give him a week, he might make a machine. But you put him up against each other and he's not expecting anything. He's getting fucked up. 
Ooh, he tries to use his really stretch. slow. Tries to use his really slow teleport. You know that like the way he comes in, he's like, he's like the smartest man alive, Reed Richards, and it's like, <laughs> like imagine if that, like, just as she was trying to shred him up, he just tried to teleport himself, like in Stargate. You know where he sends up the torso. What he should have done is he should have disguised himself as the chair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Reed Richards. I'm not Reed Richards. I'm a giant teapot, like in the Lego Marvel game. <sighs> now everyone's gonna want to see Chris Evans come back as the Human Torch. Yeah, I still like the Mister Sunday movies thing where they like rewatch those films, and uh, there's right. there's a They're woman perfectly possible. You know, like where the woman does the interview about sleeping with the human torch, and she's like, "The only thing I can I can warn you about is wear fireproof underwear and lots of aloe." And like, it suddenly cuts to Mason going, "What's he doing? Is he burning these women?" <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Mason's immediately like. What's going on with these women? Why is he burning these women? Destroy the evidence. I mean, (laughs) abortions are expensive. (laughs) And everyone knows the human torch ain't covered. She's just like, like, how do you know the coat hanger's sterile? He's like, heat it up with his powers. They're going to make abortions illegal in America, aren't they? I'll try. It's a hellhole. Literally, you don't get healthcare. Freedom. You don't get healthcare. You can't have an abortion. You you have to pay for everything. Like the whole the whole of your country is made to kill you. And people are like, "Land of the free." It's like, no, you're not. You're a fucking bumpkin with four teeth and no education. You're we not can't free. talk. Who? Us. Well, yeah, in I know. general. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty bad as well. Bad in conversion therapy, but not for trans folk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys. Gonna put back it's a very horrific, torturous thing, yeah. as Boris Johnson said himself. Yeah. But but not. <laughs> but it's, happening to trans it's totally fine to be horrific and torture trans people. Apparently, yeah. that's it. Or at least, or at least, you know, we should just admit that it's a bit bad for them. It's bad for everyone, but it's too horrific for for normies. Yeah, or people who are normie adjacent, as far as the government is concerned, the ones they can get the good votes from. Um, because there's a lot of them, a lot of, lot of gays. Don't forget, the Heritage Foundation have a lot of links to the LGB Alliance. You know, Gary Powell... They've got LGB in their name, they must be fine. Gary Powell has done multiple talks and believes that surrogacy is a sin, along with homosexuality and gay marriage. But he's gay himself, so, you know... And he's part of the LGB Alliance. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they're a hate <clears> group, <throat> because they know they're a hate group. I don't need to say it. Yeah. Oh, God, the world's fucked. Like, are you done on your rants now? Can I end the episode? Do you remember when it looked like we were like... Were you done reviewing whatever the a, fuck... Advancing as a group. And like, you know, we thought the world was getting better. Michael Jackson was dead. We didn't have to worry about that anymore. And then suddenly we're just going backwards. Suddenly? <laughs> it's been a f- quite, a, quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Right, are you done? What yeah, are you I'm reviewing? Done. I was I was reviewing uh, was reviewing Evil Dead the game I've done though. Oh, okay. Well, that's a waste of time then. It was really fun. Right, say goodbye to the children. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you for episode one hundred eighty-seven. Uh, hopefully, by then they have banned conversion therapy for trans people. But I'm not holding my breath. Just ban Tories. Just ban Tories. Yeah, yeah that'd be ban all conversion therapy. They lost everything around it. They got like five people on the council here. I and, know. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. We wiped them all. When oh, all the Tories are gone. Oh, God. They lost thousands. Yeah. Like, that's not even fucking... That's not even... That's hilarious. That's never happened before. 
Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like... And Boris Johnson's still... Yeah, they're standing by him. Yeah. Do you remember when... He's they, trying his best. They were standing... They were saying, he may lose 200, he may lose 300, but we don't see it being 500 would be disastrous. 500 would be disastrous. We might have to consider it then. We lost 1,000. Tough night. Stand it's long it. Corbyn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, standing yeah. by him, standing by him. You know he's 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 still got it. How many fines have been sent out because of all the parties we had? Yeah, it's only, like, only ten. They will say they get embarrassed a little bit, but the thing is, they don't feel shame. No, so, they don't care. They can't be introspective enough to feel the shame of why it see, happened. They don't see their constituents. They think it's a people. failure of money and not them. Yeah, they don't see the constituents <laughs> as people because they don't earn enough money. money. Uh, but yeah, fuck the world's fucked. Episode 187, coming soon though. As always, you can find out LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can find him at Hello Gaming on YouTube and also um, at Botbox. And you can also find him as Wild Wills Hat on Twitter. You can find me as Critapocalypse everywhere. Especially at your mum's house. That was uncalled for. What? And what? I didn't say anything. You can't Jesus. be at all of their mum's houses. Not all at once. And I've got that teleportation device from <laughs> Reed Richards, the world's man, the world's smartest man. Hi there. I'm going to stretch slowly towards <laughs> Wonder. I'm trying to reach out in a familiar way. That's that almost, my... that's like, oh, he reaches out, he stretches towards her as if that's his, as that's how he's going to take her on. Like, what else is he going to do? Yeah, he was. What just, else is Reed? He Richards was literally do? just reaching out to put his hand on her shoulder, wasn't he? He stretches. The guy stretches. That's what he yeah, does. He just doesn't like walking. You ain't even that fast at stretching. I really like the fact that Doctor Strange in this one isn't doing like he's not tilting his body when the cape he's just floating towards stuff because mm. he's gotten to the point where he's just like look I don't need to do fucking jack shit this cape's doing everything for me it's okay also when he's talking to Wanda and he completely fucks up when he's talking to her through the shield he, he completely fucks up and he gets down and he's talking to Wong so Wong's like that didn't seem to go very well and he goes no I nailed it <laughs> no you did bad, Stephen. Stop it. Anyway, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, Bryce Johnson is fucking the nation. You happy? I didn't call him a pedo. You had a go at me last time. Did you see um, for the Jubilee, Cunt's releasing a song called Prince Andrew is a Sweaty Nonce? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Prince Andrew does fuck kids. I can say that. I saw some American tourists outside Pizza Express the other day. They were walking <laughs> along and they, I just I went past they started mentioning Prince Andrew. <laughs> Like, this is where he fought in the Boer War. Yeah, they came to Woking because they wanted to go to where Prince Andrew had pizza once. <coughs> All right, bye. Uh, you can still see the sweat marks on the chair, the lying fucking dance. <laughs> bye. Bye, 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 bye.